Like I look back at my old 2008 Facebook status updates. Mm-hmm. Like I think one of them was like, lead follower, get out of the way. Yeah. Oh, that sounds just like you. <laughs> Even now. <laughs> I feel like, uh, was that last week? Beep, boop, 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 boop. Beep. <laughs> What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Awkward Tea Party. I am going on this bender of bring back the past. Like, you know how most people are? Bring back the past and just making their whole life. <laughs> but this one, I hope it brings you joy and laughter. So uh, <laughs> today, well, the original plan was to have three of my former stu- dance students here, but she's asleep, I guess. <laughs> so probably. But we have nap time. Uh, one returner, Ariel. She's a vet at this point, and one mm-hmm. baby, who's Hello. the head, who's the head of <laughs> marketing. I he owns Hulu. Yeah, he Hulu. owns Hulu. So he's like, we were actually uh, talking about him giving us some. People are kids. Uh, my my dad works at Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if it's your first time hopping on, my name is Emroy, owner, owner of a social media agency called Vision Paradox, owner of a dance company called Temper Tantrum, and I just. That's just become my intro. I don't know how it's relevant. I'm not the owner of Hulu, so whatever. No, but I'm not the owner of Hulu. Who am I? No one. I knew who, so nobody. So, next, so I don't know. I tried. That was a reach for that. All right. Oh. Passing, it. Passing it to my co-host. Hi. You. Hi. Bye. That was Max. All right, let's pass it over to... Ariel, since you're, you've already done your little bit of intro, just like, you know, the basic stuff, and then we'll go deep dive into uh, to Nelson. We'll go deep inside. What? No, deep no. inside. He likes that. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. my name is Ariel. This is my second time being on the podcast. I don't know why I'm back. Just kidding. I love you guys. <laughs> Let's see. I'm currently studying to be a physical therapist, and I'm going to try to be less of a potty mouth today. Uh, (laughs) i don't think you were that bad in the last one were you i don't know when i listened back to it i was like whoa i feel like you should be like a drinking game like you should now like drink every time you every time i want to cuss (laughs) that's a good one we'll be done by the end of this podcast (laughs) all right goes and grabs the case real quickly and comes back yeah all right and a new person on the podcast first timer nelson take it away What's up, guys? So my name is Nelson. I am 27 years old, born and raised in Los Angeles, California. I used to dance on a team with Ariel, who I love and adore. Um, And Emeril used to be one of our mentors. I have to disappoint all of you. I am not quite the owner at Hulu, but I do. (laughs) What the fuck? Um, Why? That's exactly the reason I brought you here, dude. You're like, I was told there was going to be free Hulu. (laughs) Imposters. Uh, I thought you were going to remove the ads on our account. Can I get with live TV, please? I don't have cable. (laughs) All right. So what do you do at, at Hulu? Yeah, so I work in subscriber acquisition marketing, which basically just like a fancy way of saying we want to nice. build our subscriber base, which is really dope. And like a lot of our assets are like digital banners and videos that run in like paid social, programmatic, affiliate, search, all that kind of stuff. The easiest way I can describe it for people who aren't familiar with that space is like if you're ever, you know, shopping on, let's say like PacSun and you see a shirt. And then you go through the motions of buying it, but you don't actually like end up purchasing. And then you go to a site like YouTube, and then you like get a banner for PacSun with that shirt you just saw. 
that's essentially like what we do, but for Hulu. So yeah, we Mac, Max and I kind of do kind we of. We went on a tangent. We went on a, a half hour or forty-five minute tangent of on how retargeting works in regards yeah. to Facebook yeah. and YouTube. So go listen to that. <laughs> it gives you an idea of like why Facebook is quote unquote stalking you. It's just you know it's tools that we can do in online marketing now yeah, that you 100%. couldn't do with traditional. Get a VPN if you don't want to get stalked. Yeah, and also I think people too like people don't realize like you are giving out so much information yourself. Like it's not that hard to cater to your needs. Like you're really like just absolutely not. Yeah, um, it's, it's weird. Cause like we technically those ads are kind of catering, even though they're selling, they're kind of catering based off their interests. Yeah. It's not like they're doing anything. I mean, there was the whole data leak. There are data leaks, but it's not like companies are using it for malicious intent. Like, Oh, here's a fucking, well, which kind of fucks up sometimes, to be honest. I sometimes get these real, really random ads of C-strings or stuff. Yeah. No, no. And also, like, I think sometimes people, people don't realize is, like, it's like, like, we can use credit card information, but we don't actually have, like, a name attached to it. Or, like, we don't have that information. So it's still a little, like, secured, I guess, to a certain extent. But it's funny. I was thinking about my job and, like, how I kind of got to it and what led to it, which is, like, a really long journey. And I don't know if I want to get into that. But I think it kind of really starts off, like, with dance in a very, like, weird way, just because, like, being drawn to such, like, a creative space. And I'm kind of, like, happy that I'm still somewhat in that. So to get a little more context in my job, so my job is specifically to come up with, like, the creative strategy based what are like, what we think will perform well. So marketing, like, our Hulu originals, our licensed content, our premium shows, our live product, things of that nature... And then we have like another portion of the team, which does all the like campaign setup. And I think that's a little bit more technical. So again, still pretty happy that like after so many years, I was able to kind of stay in a field that involves like creativity, but even that, like it's creative to a certain degree. Like, I don't think I would ever want to be like a creative director or like a producer, like an editor by any means. That's not my jam. whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> um, a VP is like, like we we're very small, so everyone kind of does everything. Everyone has to do everything. <laughs> I, like I'm like I create this, the creative strategy, but I'm also editing and also doing the graphic design and. Like I'm also human resources. I'm well, Maxine's Actually, HR. I'm HR. I'm HR. <laughs> and, I, and then I curse at every meeting, and then it's like yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I might want to have you on for the Vision Paradox podcast, just for just to nerd out about marketing stuff. Uh, but before we go full on marketing nerds, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that you're, you're still, that dance somehow influenced you towards your career path. And I feel like that's a testimony in how important the arts are. Cause everyone's like fucking trying to like, you know, there's nothing wrong with the others, other the others uh, the others the others that sounds, that sounds terrible the others because i hated math oh i love math well like but anyways share share a little bit about your experience with when i was directing you I, I in case you guys didn't catch it the first time around or haven't listened to part one make sure you listen to that it's the episode's called but i don't know so I don't know. <laughs> yeah so in case you guys didn't catch it the name of the group that we used to direct i used to direct is called teen groove I didn't come up with the name. I just inherited the whatever it was. 
<laughs> no, whatever it was. Yeah, wait, wait, that, that makes it sound like stepchildren or something. No, because I, like, the way I got into JV is because Jet Li was, or just Jet now oh. was needed, was traveling to Korea and I was a sub. And then two told me like, oh, I became an instructor. And then they told me, can I coach these kids? And then that's, and that's how you became Lolo. That's how I became the <laughs> director. Grandpa. And then mm-hmm. that's when I brought Steph and Mark. Anyways, enough about me. Like, what, share a little bit about your your experience on TG. Yeah. So I'm going to start off with actually my audition, which I think is kind of perfect because I don't know if you remember Ariel, but that I was like my first introduction. So I actually was a late addition to the team. I think auditions had already passed. And I don't know how I like got word or like figured it out, but I guess you guys were still like taking people in. So I auditioned after everyone had kind of been on the team already, along with some girl. I still remember her name, Nicole Crump. I don't know why that sticks out in my head. Who's that? And she was on the team for like two seconds. Like she, she <laughs> there was she, a Nicole Crump in the team for literally like I think she auditioned and then came to like a class and then didn't ever come back. Okay. Um, okay. but I remember it was like me and another person. And so I went to the studio and then Ariel taught us like the set. And then we learned it in like 30, like it was something really quick, like 30 minutes or like, I don't remember. And I remember specifically, I forgot what, I don't know what she's like, oh, I like your Dougie. I remember that specifically you said that. <laughs> um, and Man, then, Dougie. Yeah. I, I, the thing too, like also just for context, everyone, like I had not had any like formal dance training. I like been in like my school's PE dance class. So not as familiar like as other people were or trained up, I should say. So audition for you guys and then heard back and like joined the team. And again, kind of like what I was saying earlier. Sounds so disappointed. Heard back and no, 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 no. Back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm Fuck, just like, I guess I'm... I gotta do it now. <laughs> uh, I was oh. gonna do it as a joke, but okay. <laughs> to be honest well a part of it i didn't actually think i was gonna make it to be to be quite frank like i remember like ariel being younger than me and like being like i don't know if intimidated is the right word and like not by her but just by her like skill at the time because again i was so green so and like i never really had to like audition for anything seriously so i don't i didn't think i was gonna make it i just kind of uh, again, I, I wasn't whatever. So I went and yeah, it was like a really good experience. I know kind of like I mentioned earlier, but I was 17 at the time. And I think the team uh, was, there was lots of different people at different ages. I think like mm. me and another member were the oldest. And then we had some like people on the younger side. And like one, a, a couple things I remember off the top of my head was, I feel like you and I would talk sometimes, Roy. And I remember you being like, you're really mature for your age. And I think that's something that like, I've always kind of, not maybe that exact phrase, but I think all throughout my life, I've always been like the big brother or been like the type of person that always takes care of other people. So I think I always vibed with people who were like a little bit older than me. So that was one thing. And I think that kind of did make it a little like, I don't know if awkward is the right word, but again, like I kind of vibed with like older people. And I think I wanted to hang out with people with like fan biz. Well, then I also was hanging out. I mean, like, oh, you're, you're almost at that age to be on FanBiz anyway. Yeah. So it was it was like this really weird, like, in-between stage. But it was fun. It definitely, like, kicked my ass in the beginning. Because, again, I was so horrible. But I think it taught me a lot. Like, I think it taught me how to be a little bit more confident. And I think the thing about dance, too, it's like, I've always been kind of more, like, of a conservative person. And I think dance lets you express, like, a certain aspect of yourself. 
So it was nice to kind of like, whenever I had to like do a set or something to like turn that aspect of myself, like play it up more or play it down more depending on what like I needed to do, which I thought like was, was really fun. But yeah, that's kind of like some, some basic things I kind of remember. How, do you remember the workouts? Yeah, they fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were horrible. That's a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a that's that sounds like a very common thing. <laughs> they were the. I've been here. Oh yeah, share your perspective on it because I've been I love because I never like you know when I was doing it I was just like fucking do it. it was like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was like huffing and puffing, like gasping for air. No, but I mean I really do think they were. As much as I hated it, and as much as I was like tired before we actually even like got to rehearsals or anything, just from the warm up, I think it really was like a good way to kind of like get the energy going early. Obviously, I think those are things you don't think about when you're like 17. You're like, the fuck, I'm sweaty already before I've done anything like that. I'm gonna do the actual like set. No, but it was good. I also think you guys each had like distinct personalities, which I thought was like really interesting. You were definitely the most, what's the word I'm looking for? Militant. <laughs> <laughs> was that really? A little no, bit. You were <laughs> like a point, the, probably. You were the, the authoritative parent, like the one who <laughs> we were scared of because if we were going to be late or not participate fully, like we were going to get it. Like there was going to be punishment from everyone. So he would be bad cop and then, whole team. and then Steph and Mark would be good cop. Yeah. Steph was good cop. I All don't the know time. Mark, I don't know. Mark's probably Mark's probably like the Mark's Yeah, like Mark was like the fun one. Mark was like the fun I, one. Yeah, like <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to smoke some weed? <laughs> God damn yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, but when Mark was serious though, he was like he would push you guys in terms yeah, of choreography. He would, he would, for sure. But like I know I'm glad that you said that because people now like especially when I'm directing my other company, they don't think I'm militant because I haven't been. Uh, so when I tell them, like when I'm like when I used to direct fan base or do, direct in general, I was like, but I, it was also like it was an iron fist holding a flower. So Aww. <laughs> yeah, and I think you guys all had like aspects of the same thing. Like I think any like I remember I forgot what what part it was, but we had to do like this Egyptian, the, the song's like the choreography oh. song. And I remember Steph was like on us for that, just because yeah. like, you gotta be so precise. So, I mean, I think when like- it, Was this a, the, the when, time when, travel upset? I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Mm-hmm. I hated that piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all did, passion. it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, well, it was, none of us choreographed it, it was, it was two. I really? mean, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was two that choreographed it. The whole thing? No, not the whole thing, just well, the, a good chunk of that. So yeah. like, I mean, like not I, I too I love you and all that stuff, but that piece wasn't your strongest. So. It was it was very like studio, mm-hmm. like gimmicky kind of. It was like I, a flop for our for our community, like our our audience, I guess. Yeah, like, and that this is like coming off the high of like winning second place or third yeah. place at USJ. So I felt like yeah. I got like overly ambitious. So, you know, it's like how a sequel is like, oh, we're going to push it even more, but then it flops. Yeah. Sorry, Nelson, you were saying about distinct personalities or things like that? Oh, no, no, no. Just like, I remember, like, I think you guys all sort of, you know, what, whatever it called for, like, if we were like goofing off or just whatever, like, I think any of you guys like step into the role of being like an authoritative figure, but you were definitely, I think the one that like sticks out in my mind the most. 
but I, like I think what you said like also like holds very true and I also think it came from a place of like you just wanting us to be at our best and not even as dancers like I and I kind of mentioned like if I remember any memories I think like one that sticks out a lot is was at the banquet and we did that like our out of film that's like the exercise where we kind of like sat down the touch game yep and like do you not remember that? Like, was I, I high? Probably. No. I don't know. <laughs> we were we were all like relatable. <laughs> relatable. Well, it was like tut, like like we would call we would like bring in people that like the captains or people eight, like at a certain age or all the girls whatever like touch this person if this person's ever made you feel this. Oh yeah. This. Yeah, and I I don't know if you remember this, but like by the end of it, everyone was like sobbing. Yeah. And like crying and like. I mean, to be honest, it, I think it felt a little uncomfortable to be that vulnerable at, like, that age. But, like, now that I think about it as, a, as an adult, like, it was, like, a, it's a really, like, powerful exercise, you know? Like, it really just, like, shows, I think, how out of touch we are most of our lives. And it's, like, a helpful reminder to be, like, we're impacting each other when we don't even know it. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, one thing I took away from it. But, yeah, that, that was, like, one memory that really sticks out in my head. That, that's still like honestly one of my favorite exercises we did it, i did it with fan biz when i when steph and i led the retreat back in 2017 still people are still bawling mark still balls when he does it it's because you know it's like we don't get enough acknowledgement for the impact we do we have on other people yeah so it's like and then the, the retreat format i don't like i think i did it with you guys it, it was always to ice break bring you guys together have fun then break you guys apart by hating each other and then <laughs> then do an epic the over, you guys remember doing over the line? I don't. Like, there's a. I don't know if I. I, I could have started with you guys, or might have just been fam. I. I know I did it with you had, like, King a string, and you a string, over and you, every the whole team had to get over without touching the string. Otherwise, you had to do it again. I don't remember uh, that, but yeah, you might have done it. I just don't remember it. I could have swore I did it with you guys, or it could just be families because I've done it with families a lot. Because I, I could have swore I did it with you guys at least once. Yeah, like I do like a uh, fun team team building, then couple exercises to make you guys hate each other then <laughs> yeah because it's, it's like i'm just like trying to do like this whole roller coaster thing and then do an ep uh, one epic team building activity where you guys have to work with each other because then you see who shows up in the yeah. sense of like who is the leader who's willing to follow are the leaders willing to follow for this moment in time mm -hmm. who shies away and all this other stuff so and yeah. then after you guys are like <laughs> so after I, I do like the whole like you guys do the epic team building thing. Like this one thing that's like, it's a simple task, but it, I, we make it seem monstrous. Yeah. And then, and then we do things like cross the line, like step forward if you've ever done this. Mm. Step forward if you've ever done that. And then we go into the, the more deep vulnerable stuff, but without seeing. So you don't have judgment and you just, but you just feel the other person. Yeah. So it was like, and then, I mean, for every time I've done the retreat, people cry. So, <laughs> so you're so you're good at making people cry is what I'm saying. Oh, he is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and puke. Huh? Cry and puke. Cry, cry and puke. puke. Cry and puke. That's true. Uh, I know Dom. Uh, Dom has had like almost like she's had asthma attacks. I think. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the I was always big on the team culture, like. And the only Thank way. God, you are never my coach. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, because I had the philosophy of like make it hard now so it's easy when it's time to perform and also like the whole thing with like how the team is like if you guys do you, I, I still believe you don't know a person until you've seen their worst 
which is why like the whole vulnerability aspect matters, especially the breaking the team apart matters because you get to see the triggered part in other people. And I'm like, oh, you're not fucking doing it right or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then coming back and can, kind of bringing it back together. And I, I, I think I always did like the, this, some, I guess, new agey type of music uh, with that. I don't know if I did it. Did you, what, did I meditate with you guys? Before? Did you bring the any yeah, silence? All this like team building stuff. It's crazy because talking about it now, of course, I remember all of it. But at the time, I don't think I realized what big of an impact it was having on me and like my people skills and my like it actually contributed so much to why I really loved being on that team and why nothing since has ever made me feel close to how that made me feel like all that stuff that Alex was talking about on the last one that we did like we didn't really get into all this team building stuff that we're talking about right now and it kind of just was in the back of my head until just now when you guys like are bringing it up and I'm like yeah that's totally why like I felt so close with you guys as directors because you know, from my time all the way from 14 to 17, you guys were basically like the constant. Like I, st- I stayed on the team the entire time I was in high school all the way up until I graduated. And most people didn't. Most people were there somewhere at the beginning or like Nelson somewhere at the end. Yeah. And like throughout that whole time, I felt like I got to know all these people really, really well. And it was because of all this, all this team building activities and like all the all the icebreaker games and the retreats and the and I always wanted to do one of those weekend long retreats I was like I want to be old enough so I can be on biz just so I can go on a retreat because I want to know what they do oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's all that's the only reason no of course I was on biz for like a summer but you know I had to I had to get away for college I was like like, I wanted to be gone so the the weekend retreats are like weird if I because they weren't entirely controlled by me Right. So like so like when we'd get the I'd say we get there, say a week a weekend retreat with Biz would be Friday night, get drunk and fucked up. And then an entire Saturday would just be dedicated to everything that's team building. Like no phones, mm-hmm. no anything. Like just like again, I I always trying to like t- t- like teach everyone the whole like importance of being present and with everything and to be able to like it kind of experience what you need to experience in order to get the learnings from it. Get the learnings. Yeah, get the learnings. All the learnings. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm, what I'm curious of is like, is well, first, like one a question for Ariel is like, what was, how did you see yourself evolve as throughout from your beginning and end? And then the question for Nelson would be, what was it like for you being one of the oldest and seeing the different age groups? So I had a similar kind of starting out experience to Nelson, except that I was a lot younger because... At my first audition, I was the only person out of like, what, like 20 something people who had never had any like dance experience. Like I did like theater classes and stuff when I was a really little kid and that was about it. And then I was on like a stupid drill team in middle school that <laughs> like, <laughs> so when I auditioned, I had, I had maybe taken like two classes at that studio. And my mom was like, you're going to this audition. Like you're going to get on this team. And I was like, okay. And I showed up and I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know anybody. Everybody knew everybody else. And at the end of it, they were like on Wednesday, like come to this monthly jam class and oh. like, we'll tell you who made the team. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go to that. Like that's embarrassing. Cause I didn't make it. And 
I'm just going to be the only person there who like doesn't make the cut. And then they called me the next day and they were like, hey, we noticed you weren't at class last night and you made the team and we want you to like blah, 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 come sign the paperwork or whatever. And I was like, so, so that was like my very beginning, like no experience, no confidence. And then by the end of it, like I had been the captain for my last year plus I like kind of knew all the ropes. Mark was basically having me like run rehearsals. Like I was, I was cleaning. I was, I like Dom and I choreographed a piece together for my last set. And like, I went from nothing, like knowing absolutely nothing, like what is hip hop to like kind of running the team alongside Mark and Dom, which was like crazy. Cause that was my whole life. Like that was where I spent all my time. And that was my passion. So did you do the workouts too? Did I do the workouts? Did you make them do the workouts? Did you the the workouts? Oh, <laughs> did I was, I was the abs expert <laughs> ab workouts every, every Saturday morning or whatever day it was. Oh man. Oh, these are morning rehearsals. I remember. Yeah, we did. Actually, they were like Sunday morning rehearsals. Yeah, Sundays like nine to one for yep. a really long time. Yeah. What about you, Nelson? Well, it's actually really funny because now I'm thinking back to like when I found out too, and it was the same situation. And again, I remember at the beginning, and I think I still hate it towards the end, like when you'd be put into groups at the end of a class. <laughs> and I was always like, fuck this, man. Like, I don't like, I know I don't have the choreography down. Like, I don't want to. But yeah, the same thing, that monthly jam, like I went, I don't know if it was like hoping that I'd made it or like, I was like, I'm just going to try like more classes or whatever. But they called my name and I remember being sort of like excited, but also just really scared because I knew that my skill set wasn't anywhere near where everyone else's was. But to answer your question, because I was about being one of the oldest, it, again, like I said, it was kind of like a weird place to be because I think I was experiencing a lot of new things at once. Like I was a senior in high school, right? So I was looking forward to like going to college the next year and going to prom and <clears throat> I got my first job that year. And it was, it was really bittersweet. And I wish that I had started when I was 14 or when I was younger so I could have had the experience that Ariel had because I remember leaving and being super bummed like I was like oh crap like I don't get to really and, and granted I mean I, I could have continued dancing and I could have continued to gotten better but like to Ariel's point I think in that environment where it was like safe and it was like you knew you were being pushed by people the right way like I, I didn't know if I was going to find that again so I think I just kind of like let go of it that year it was really interesting and like, I don't have any frame of reference but I think also I don't I wouldn't say I was the worst on the team I would say they were we had like a mixed bag I think we had veterans who you know had been dancing for a couple years but I think we also had a couple of like green members and I think although I was new I was like somewhere in the middle kind of so, yeah it was just, it, it, it was hard and I feel like sometimes one thing I could feel is like the frustration that like not everyone was on the same level because like I mean I think this is like a common kind of theme right but like I think you guys would say this like you're only as strong as your weakest dancer so that I think was like a common thing and I think one thing that was cool is to see the growth within like every dancer but yeah that was that was kind of my experience with the team and again oh, some, some, one thing I was thinking about earlier today, which is like such a random thing. I don't think you guys even knew this, but I don't know why. I think, I don't know if it was after a competition or after something, but like <laughs> Lionel and Colin and I, uh, we had a sleepover at Colin's place. 
Mm-hmm. And I felt like weird because I was like, I'm 17 and Colin's barely gonna go to high school. Like we don't have that much in common. And I really don't know like what, I don't remember what we talked about at all. <laughs> but I was just oh, like, no. I remember thinking like, this is kind of weird, but I feel awkward not like going. Well, Colin was, I think, yeah, Colin was one of my breaking students and then who joined yeah. it. And then Colin, I think Colin had, a, I think Colin always had a good head on his shoulders. Uh, yeah, you, then, I mean, you're cool, okay. Like nothing bad. Yeah. It's, it's just I, a. I, th- I think they probably, I don't know. It's, I almost feel like they invited you because you're like the older kid and like, oh, you know, like I know someone older. I don't know. Because, you know, because like. To how, learn about all your life experiences. Yeah, because, you know, like how, you know, like almost like the older brother kind of thing. Show us like, how the world like, works. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you, you, you have a set of experiences that they don't have. So uh, it's funny because I ran into Lionel, not Lionel, uh, Raymond and Colin at, was it? Was it the bridge? I think, and then Colin stopped me, Stefan, me, Stefan, Mark, because uh, we were di- this time. I see him, but we're competing against each other. So this was 2016. Okay. And oh. then he and he was like, like I, I want, and he literally goes into all thing of like, I want to thank you so much for like what you did for me, and like I don't know, like I'm like, well, this is my first competition, like second competition. Fact, what the hell's happening right now? <laughs> So and then he he was like he went into the whole his whole thing about that. So it was kind of it's kind of crazy. Uh, same thing with Raymond. It was bef- right before award ceremony. He went up to again to this time just me and Steph because I don't know Mark was somewhere. He's being in director mode at this point. I'm not directing. I'm just a member, which is awesome. So, <laughs> <laughs> so and he was like he just starts to cry. He's like I don't know where I would be without. Like it just starts cry like ready crying. I'm like. Fuck, I thought I was just being mean to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, so, so, um, so you're like, I guess it works. You're so, like, I need to make a podcast about this. <laughs> I, need to, I, need to, <laughs> I need to start the getting these kids on my podcast. To, we should talk about it. It's <laughs> mean, kind of like the catalyst. Like I've thought about it because I, I don't think many coaches or teachers or adults who make impact, who work with students or you know teenagers and younger like they don't i don't think they ever really get to have a discussion with the students that they've worked with as adults mm-hmm. and most of the time it's like they hear that they retired or that they passed away or something yeah so in a sense it's like i find it cool like that the whatever i was trying to do as a leader and hope and my hopes of like building your confidence as dancers and just as human beings somehow made an impact because it's those things that i knew that i wanted but it's it's i don't see it until later on mm-hmm. it's like i can't be like okay nelson's gonna be instantly like fucking super confident tomorrow from like from all these team building activities or all these performances because yeah, yeah you did approve a lot because i remember uh seeing that you're, you you felt limmy in a sense like because you executed the moves but there was no strength in it and then you had that by the end of it yeah so and then the same thing with you Ariel. i said in the last podcast you were very noodle arms but then <laughs> and then uh kind of like a little jerky but then you you learned how to control yourself and find the definition of your movement so i think that's the fun part in terms of like teaching dance is like seeing the evolution of people mm. yeah. and then uh how confident people get from it so uh, yeah well, and what was your favorite from your like your one year nelson I don't know how many competitions we did. What was your favorite like competition or experience? 
Oh, that's a really good question. So my favorite set was Urban Street Jam. And I know we kind of tweaked it for WAD. So it's a tough one. I, I don't, they're, they're both just so different. Again, I think I like the set more from Urban Street Jam because we had that song too. Oh God, what was it? But it was like a, like, not an EDM song, but it was the... Um, was it this one? sometimes no 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 was uh, it the, it was the the every damn shuffling no, no i did like that too that, that was actually that was the first thing we learned if i'm not mistaken like that was the first piece we ever learned and then i don't remember the order after that but it was like a piece where it was just like me it was like me and two other people and then we switched we swapped that out for like the egyptian part which I fucking hated with a passion. <laughs> and then we went into like the futuristic mode. But I think like the WAD was my favorite in the sense of I think that's when I felt like a sense of like community, like the dance community, just because uh, that's when I was really getting into like, like who are my favorite choreographers and like what are the teams I want to follow and like all this kind of stuff. Choreotics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, dance is always like, like going to be big, but I feel like that's when. You know, I mean, like now we have shows like World of Dance, right? Which is like, it's super crazy to me. So I think, I don't know, those were, I don't know if we actually had any other competitions. I don't think we did Max Out my year. Did we do Max Out? I don't remember. I oh, well, I mean, if, if, well, this wasn't Team Group technically, but then I also, we also went to HHI. What yeah. Name tags? Four by two. Four. Oh my God, that's right. Yeah. And, and I remember, I actually didn't, I don't know if you remember this, but I didn't audition. I think, because I was like, it was happening over summer and I was getting ready to go to college and stuff. I think one day, I think it was Mark or like one of you approached me and was like, hey, like, you know, we're going to HHI on summer. Like we still need people. Like, are you willing and like want to do it? I was like, fuck yeah. So <laughs> and I didn't find and say fuck yeah, but I was like, <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> language. <laughs> in front of all the kids at the studio. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, I, I got in trouble once. And I came back to fan base and I played Tupac Kid Him Up. And it was right after Monthly Jam. And kids and parents were still outside. Oops. Mark so mad at me. Wow. And Mark hardly gets mad. So, <laughs> so going on to HHI, like when we first did it, I started like when we started doing that more, I started dividing into like the summer season and the regular season. Yeah. Like and I I and I think I approached training differently for the summer. Yeah, you did. So and I think uh, Nelson, you were with Mark with four by two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, describe your like how tr- summer training was or s- during your respective points of view. Yeah. Well, you know what? Something I really remember, and I think this kind of goes back to like how much I had evolved by then. There was a point, I don't remember at which point this was, but like someone made us basically do the whole set by ourselves. And it was like first like Lionel went and then Colin went and then everyone and like I finally went. That sounds like a market exercise. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I forgot who was it, but someone was like, oh, Nelson, you're actually doing like really, really good. And I think it was like such a, I mean, it was nice to hear, but I think like I remember. You were that. like, excuse me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually? <laughs> it was just kind of like weird to like hear that. Again, and not that I ever thought I was like extremely horrible, but again, I did, I did know how like ways to go. So to go from like, I don't remember when I auditioned, like September, I'm assuming around that time to like summer and then like hearing that piece of feedback, I think was really rewarding. And also to be quite frank, I loved, well, 
Yeah, I did. I really liked the HHI set so much more because it felt a lot more like, it definitely, you could tell it was something that like you guys had choreographed fully and to like what Ariel said, it wasn't very much like studio, like a studio uh, choreographed piece. So I don't know, I really enjoyed it. And again, to also just hear about like HHI and like all of my like idols at the time are going to be there and like all that stuff. <laughs> so, like, holy fuck, like I'm going to Vegas and da-da-da, all these things. Was that when you guys did the West Coast set? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we had a little then, blue thing on our shirt. Yeah. He's in like... <laughs> that whole West Coast thing is all, definitely a mark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mark kind of thing. And then I remember someone being like, there's a Biggie song in that. Like, Biggie's from New York. That's not even... But it was like the California It was, yeah. Song, so... <laughs> 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 Tupac's technically also not from California, so you know. Technically, yeah. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> Technically. Well, well, you know, like just like how Kobe is not from LA, but you know, yeah, Philly. yeah. Uh, no, he's from Italy, actually. Yeah, that. <laughs> but uh, what about you, Ariel? What was your experience, summer experience, training um, ready for HHI? The biggest thing that I remember was my dad getting mad at me for always having bruises on my knees. He was like, "This is not okay. Like, you need to tell them they're going to change their choreography or like." You're going to do it differently somehow because this is not going to be good for you well, later Was I going to have you guys do the knee work You're from locking? doing like the knee drops, the like crumping moves. Oh, shit. And, and my dad was like pissed about it. Like I had like purple, like fat bruises on my knees, like constantly. I thought so this I just came with being a dancer. I, I yeah. Did, did I tell, did we not tell you to bring knee pads? Well, eventually we all got like volleyball knee pads. I think we had like really like, like basic knee pads uh, but then we got like the huge padded ones because my dad like yeah fair yeah yeah because um, I'm, like, I'm, I'm even judging myself like how irresponsible of me <laughs> yeah and and then there was even some talk about like how can we figure out how to wear these on stage mm. but I guess we decided against it because it was like we're just doing it one time in a two-minute set and like the floor is springy so it'll be fine that oh, yeah. floor was my favorite thing to dance on ever. The like springboarded floor at HHI that was yeah. super dope. What was there? What was like your first? Like when you? How were you guys feeling when you were on deck for HHI? I remember. I think we went after. Oh, who was it? I'm bringing on uh, like Team Millennium Juniors or someone like one of like the really big teams. And first of all, obviously being really fucking intimidated. But then two. As they were coming off, they're like, oh, like, good luck. Like, and they were really friendly. And I remember just, like, I think hearing that just, like, reinforced, like, how dope the dance community is. Yeah. Because, again, like, competitors are supportive. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I think, like, that was a really, really interesting part. I also remember, of course, like, during the set, I feel like every time we had done it, it had been, like, good or, like, we'd been getting better. And the one time we do it on stage... I'm like sliding back and then Steph trips over me. Oh. And then look like she didn't like fall, but she definitely stumbled. And I was like, the one time, like the one, the one time we like had to get it down, we didn't, but it was fine. I think that was kind of like a bummer. But besides that, like it was a fun experience. I think to me it did feel like sort of like the, the closure of like a journey, at least like as a 17-year-old, as like a kid. Because I'm pretty sure, I, I think actually I might have turned 18 or like I was about to turn 18. Mm-hmm. So it was a nice thing to kind of like finish off that kind of year. And, and it was like 
all with people that like had really made that year for me so mm. what about you Ariel what, how, what, was, what were you feeling when you were on deck I honestly don't really remember like I think <laughs> I black out at like <laughs> big performances you just wake up like the fuck happened? Yeah, like I, I do have memories of coming off stage. Where did that bruise like, come from? <laughs> yeah, like I have memories of coming off stage and being like, oh, I know I messed up on this part, and then being really hard on myself. And that happened several times, like throughout my career, so to speak. But I don't have like a lot of memories of like before or during stage performances from that time. And I think because mm-hmm. I was just like so focused on what was going on that I was just like on autopilot, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Does that make sense? Being focused oh, relatable. on autopilot at the same time? Yeah. Relatable. But I don't know. Yeah, for me, I, I, it's like, I always remember those moments because for me, it's like the most emotionally tense right before it's like everything. Like I remember the first time Fambiz did HHI, uh, Roxine and Steph barfed before they went on stage. <gasps> they were so nervous. Dang. Yeah, it was like, and they they always say that. Like both of them, like they're one of those. I, I feel like I'm gonna throw up before they go on stage, and they did. Uh-huh. They, and then they're fine. And they're fine. Yeah, but yeah. the first time HHI, it's like really, it's like big in a sense in terms of yeah. competitions. So they they legit yacked right before mm-hmm. they, and like, Whoa. yeah, I wish I filmed that. That would have been great. Oh my god. <laughs> that that would have been great vlog footage. <laughs> <laughs> She'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, probably. But it would would have been great for banquet video. <laughs> so, <laughs> did kill you there <laughs> so uh, yeah so i remember and i remember going on that stage it was like it felt like the biggest stage i've ever been on yeah um, i do remember that and then you sit in the audience it's like oh the fuck it's, yeah it's, it's, it's tiny it's, like it's small a normal competition yeah you know what's yeah. weird too like right after though i think this goes back to like the team dynamic like how supportive we were of each other so remember as soon as someone would finish everyone would like run out and go like hype everyone up and be like you guys did so good and like it, it was such like a nice feeling to like get that kind of reinforcement and like whatever the outcome was to just like have that kind of I don't know support system I thought was really dope and secondly I don't know if you remember this RL but like that year or my year you guys beat oh crap what's their name it was like that crew the that America's Best Dance crew the kids the yeah. boys yeah, I forgot what they were, but they, they had, like, two teams. And they had, like, a mini team, and they won, like, an art division. Yeah. But you guys, like, beat them. And I was like, that's so fucking dope. I remember that you we... Did? I don't even fucking remember it. I just remember We played <laughs> just above that team, and we were, like, 0.01 or, like, 0.05 off from Ooh. the next team that placed to go to the next round. Ooh. So we, like, just barely didn't make it. And that was, like, the greatest thing that, like, almost the greatest thing that could have happened, you know, because I, coming from our first year at HHI, where we, like, were not on the scale of, like, the other people there, we were just kind of there to have fun and, like, just to do it, and then going to the next year, where we, like, almost made it to the next round was, like, an insane feeling for us, uh, for me. Was this when Steph was fully, like, was in charge with the, with the, like, I think with the, was it olive green pants or something like that? Yeah, it was a Michael Jackson uh, set. Yeah, oh, that was a great set. That yeah, was a it was. really good set. Yeah, we like really, really had it together that year. Like we were on it. Yeah, it was, you guys were properly trained. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, yeah, it was that wow. And we had, it was the same group of us that had done it the year before. So like we were already 
like ready to go. Like we knew what was coming. We knew how to like, how to execute. We knew what the stage and what the feeling was like and how to work together as that team. So like we were, we were pretty on top of it that year. Man, it's so crazy how much like an ex- just the experience plays into the next time. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, like first time experience, like, like you, you people to have a tendency to like, I guess pull back their punches, so to speak, or let intimidation be a part of it because mm-hmm. they're so green and their brain is just absorbing everything. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Something, so, huh? something I remember, sorry, really quickly, Ariel. I remember you telling me that too. So, I remember you telling me like your, your first year at HHI, you're like, name tags was kind of like made up of like newer people mm-hmm. and more my two had like more of the vets yeah and I feel like my year kind of like swapped in that like name tags had like all the vets and we had like all of like the newer people so it's really interesting to like see that progression even like in a year like how much of a difference that made yeah yeah Ariel, when you were in your older stage mm-hmm. uh, did you find yourself having to be like giving advice to the younger kids in terms of dancing or whatever else? I think so. I think that's kind of part of my personality. Like I want to like help people. I want to tell people how I've experienced things and kind of like give them a heads up with, you know, like my perspective of who the directors are and kind of how things go. And so I think I still kind of like that. Like that's just part of my personality. And so I definitely especially as being put into the role of captain, I like jumped at that. I was like, okay, like this is my time to now be the the role model. And I, I think I really enjoy being in that kind of position. Mm. I think you did a really good job. And I think this is why like we got along so well was because you were like, you like were on that line of like old enough to like hold a conversation with like, if like people were older than you, but you were still like a kid and you were having fun and you like, could like do like play in both worlds so to speak and again I think that's why like to be honest like you're like one of the people who like I still like stay in touch with yeah um, so many years later and I think that's why we like vibe so well but yeah I think you did like a really good job of like maintaining that thanks (laughs) (laughs) what about you Nelson like did you ever find even though it was your first year you you were technically older so Mm -hmm. um, kids would naturally like look up to you because you're older what did you find yourself having to give experience or give experience give any sort of advice or anything trying to to the youngest youngsters yeah I don't know if I gave so much at like and this is something I think I actually still carry to this day something I've really learned about myself is I don't think I'm necessarily the person that's qualified to give advice depending on whatever topic right but I think something I've really learned and kind of leaned into is I listen like I listen very closely and I just mm. talk with people and try and get them to come to their own conclusions just because at the end of the day, I don't, like, want to be responsible for whatever your actions are. Like, I'll say something like, this is what I would do in that situation. Or, like, this is how I'm kind of, like, this is how I feel. But I always, like, use disclaimers. I'm really big on that. I'm, like, hmm. well, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's, like, your choice. Like, whatever you do. a contract. <laughs> 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 this NDA and everything. <laughs> but really, like, it's, it's like, I, and I think that's a role I've always kind of, like, I've always been the friend. I've always, like, listened, and I've enjoyed that. So I think, yeah, that's just kind of, like, how I was there, too. Again, to be quite frank, I don't think I was really talking to, like, Nico, because I don't think we had that much in common. But I know, like, Ariana and I would, like, sit down and have talks and just, like, talk about, I don't remember, honestly, what we talked about, but it's, like, the most random, like... We we had a pretty close relationship in that short time. Like, we, when we went to HHI the night before driving to Vegas, you stayed with me and my mom 
and we drove you there and eventually you know when we got there hung out with our own separate teams but like and I, I remember picking you up for rehearsals every once in a while and like we just had like that really close kind of brother sister relationship uh, <laughs> you know, and like I think now obviously like as a 27 year old looking like how I was at like 18 19 my early 20s my mid 20s like no one was I mean we were all adults. people are adults legally like, yeah legally, <laughs> like, but no one has their shit together then <laughs> like, you know and to now know like kind of what was happening you know when like the kids weren't around so to speak I think it's really interesting because like again I know how I was at like that age super different um, and even now like I, I think like now I'm just like oh I'm gonna be like 30 in three years but like I'm sure when I'm like 35 and I'm looking back I'm gonna be like I did not have my shit together. At, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's yeah. like a never-ending cycle. Yeah, it's a perpetual state of figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. like uh, and when teen group kids or hitless kids join fan base, I'm like, there goes their innocence. Because <laughs> I, because they're not, they're on an adult team now. They're on with college kids. Yeah, so it's like I'm like, you're not going to be treated like a kid anymore. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> In a sense, but. in a sense, but <laughs> we still gotta get Prepared shit done. To get <laughs> yeah. is, is it awkward or like do do you feel like that weird like you know I had to be so you know there was there was a, a like oh wait I, I like, clear yourself for you, with you guys right yeah, yeah. I and mean, then like once they transition into like that like where you like it was like we can party now yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I, let's weird. go I think with, <laughs> yeah yeah like I I do remember dancing with Kelly Koo and I think. Maybe Dang was on there, but I remember we were drinking and I was like, you guys are adults now, we're drinking. (laughs) And they're like, like, I'm drinking with my director. It's like, it's a weird moment. It's almost like drinking with your parent for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, or like cussing in front of your mom and dad and and they're not going to reprimand you for it. Yeah, so now you don't get gonna... smacked across the face for it. Yeah, but I, but I feel like yeah, but... no, 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 same thing. Like I, it's, I think you'd mentioned this earlier, but you're like, I kind of always like view you guys as like my kids. I think, like, I think that that's something. Like even like with my parents, like I notice like sometimes when they'll talk to like my aunts or something, they'll say this phrase in Spanish, which is like muchachos, which is like mm-hmm. teens or like like young adult. I'm like dude like i've moved out like i live on my own like i have a job like i'm not like a teen you know um but i think it's I'm like an adult mom yeah. Man? <laughs> i'm not an adult i'm paying my bills <laughs> so it's it's that's i'm like but you know i think there's obviously more of like a relaxed atmosphere with like your director who you danced with as opposed to like your actual parent so it's, i was just curious how you felt when like you see them literally doing like activities that they can legally do because they are adults yeah because I'm, <laughs> I'm like you know as a as a working with the teens i'm like can't do that yeah. and no, uh, no, like, no 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 <laughs> and now as adults we're like fucking do what you want yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it's interesting seeing like do you guys make your own adult decisions without me having to like police you guys because mm-hmm. i would get in trouble from your parents yeah. Like the risk is like now you're on your own because you guys are adults. Like, oh, you're you fuck up, you fuck up. <laughs> I remember like I wasn't there. <laughs> when I first graduated, I went to right away. And the first performance that I did with them, 
I remember like it was either before or after going on stage, but we were like, and I were coming from the car and we just like met up with like, and, and like one or two other people, they're standing in the circle. And all of a sudden they just start passing me like bottles, like a, like, you know, vodka in a water bottle and then like an orange <laughs> soda. And they're just like, mm -hmm. pass it to me. And I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing. Like, I'm barely 18. Cool. I'm oh, on an man. adult team now. I might have to cut this part out. <laughs> she was 21. She was 21. Yeah, you can cut that out. It's fine. Yeah, but. but I'm just recording just in case there's anything I can add. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, we don't do it anymore. Fanbase doesn't do any more club performances. But when we did, we would get fucking drunk oh, yeah. before we, before going on stage. I remember oh, God. Being, before. I remember, I remember being so hammered. I couldn't. I, I did my breaking set just fine, I think, but like, <laughs> like but, asterisk. <laughs> but when I, I was holding a free a pose like this, being atmosphere, you see me losing like my balance. I'm like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like just and I made, I added in the banquet video that says drunk as I'm passing out onto the floor of the stage. I think that was also the same performance where he got carried out. Oh god. Nice. So yeah, like I remember like I felt I fell asleep in the green room. Next thing I know, I'm being carried out like this through the crowd oh my of god. people. I'm like, what? What's happening? <laughs> We're going home, bud. Yeah. So, no, like no, the, the oh. security guards are kicking me out because I can't be <laughs> so, I they, they passed me through this white room and all of a sudden I'm in the outside of the club. I'm like, my keys like, are in how there. How did I get here? <laughs> so yeah, it was fucking wild so yeah i was a kind of a crazy crazy partier so <laughs> question so did you were you ever fearful actually of like any parents or anything or were, did, were you like no like i'm like these kids are fine like nothing bad's gonna happen like fearful in what sense oh like i mean parents coming down on you are we talking about fanbiz or for the kid no no, no for like teen group, oh, like, I mean, group. Uh, yeah did you ever i mean feel like any pressure because like you know, they people are handing you their kids for what, like an hour, however long rehearsals were uh, and stuff. No, or did you I, not even think about it? Were you just like, nah, like, cause I got the lock. I, I, I felt comfortable doing it. I, I think, like, I feel like a lot of the parents trusted us. I feel like the Hurtados trusted us well. Like, Ariel's parents trusted us a lot, you know, despite giving bruises. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we had good rapport with the parents. Cause Mark and I came from the, from, like, we did this for years, like, rehearsals for 12 hours and then, then that's it so we well, all we were doing was just transferring it to you guys like we we were used to this life already so we felt that we had that unlocked the only pressure that we got it from was management like we want like what are you guys doing with this set what's the theme like who's choreographing are you like this is we want championship or is this going to happen wow so I think that's why like sometimes i think ario like mentioned it in the previous podcast like we would see she would see us stress out when management was like coming down on us, especially like when it didn't work out so well with at Wad, no, the the time traveling piece set. So yeah, I just feel like I I think it was poorly executed, very ambitious, but like just what just didn't come through. As someone who was like like I to be just like I don't I also no I wasn't there very long, like I didn't even think about those types of things. You know, like I, those are things that I feel like again you just not privy to and yeah like looking back like i could see how that could be adding a lot of pressure that you're not aware of you know like i mean as the person dancing on the team yeah. um, I mean, being talked about closed doors and things of that nature 
I mean, I think you probably would notice it the more you were there because then you become like, you become engulfed with the culture that's happening. There yeah. was also a lot of, for me personally, like I wanted to be your guys' friends. So I was always asking like for rides here or there, or like there was a day that you and Steph and Ashley and I like went shopping in downtown for costume pieces. Oh, that was fun. I remember that. Yeah. And like we did have like I was always trying to like brown nose my way into like being cool with you guys because I wanted to know what was going on. I wanted to know what the adults were talking about. So, oh man. And apparently like bastard. you guys trusted me enough to like hang out with me. So Yeah, I mean <laughs> it worked. There, yeah. There, there were parts where like I, I think I was conflicted because of like I was trying to separate work with friendship. I didn't yeah. want because I I've had way too many experiences where people get too friendly that they don't, they forget about boundaries. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was trying to keep it. I know I, and I still feel bad about it. I never told this to her, but I feel bad that I never went to Trini's improv show. Aww. So like, and I know she invited us twice. She really wanted us to be there. And I like, you know, like the energy I got from it was like, as if an elementary school kid wanted their parents to be there. She mm-hmm. really wanted us to be there because apparently she, you know, she looked up to us enough to invite invite her coach to. That's where, like, the conflict, I think, or overthinking about it, just kind of like, you know, an opportunity to bond with and with a student, you know, just was thrown out the window because I was too afraid of politics. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because I, I know, I think I, I explained this a lot in retreats, too, is like the, the real bonding happens outside of dance. Right. Like yeah. the, dan- the dancing was always the commonality and then everything happened after i think no 100 like i like some of the things i remember with, like ariel's like going to, like senior fish or like mm-hmm. you know things like like things it was it, to your point like it was the moments i think that happened like the car rides or just like hanging out after rehearsal before and like talking about like the small things i think like mattered the most and like well yes i remember the sets and i remember all of like the hard work that went into that like the reason like you and i have still like stayed you know, someone contact over the years is because of the moments that happen outside of that, right? Because I dance yeah. with everyone, totally. but I don't talk with everyone. Totally. You know? So I think that's a really good um, point you made, Roy. That's what, kind of one of the reasons I started my other company. I mean, I originally did not want to start another company because oh you, know, God, yeah. you know how stressful that is being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they, it kind of like fell into my lap. It started off as a project and then 80 to 90 percent of people said let's make it into a company right after the, our universal city performance they were they let they gave me a card like a christmas card because it was a christmas performance <laughs> and then someone like some people said i will see you at the next rehearsal let's make it into a company and then everyone was cheering and i filmed it too like were t- surrounding me like saying company 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 <laughs> i'm like fuck <laughs> it's hard trying to build something from the ground up yeah like Fan base from the ground up, and then I was brought in to rebuild Teen Groove because right before before we yeah. was CJ Edwards. So, and then the stress of like, you know, ha- having to take in everyone so we can build and and do and uh, train the train newbies to be talented, or me, or <laughs> teaching or teaching veterans to be patient as we b- build up the newbies. Yeah. and then we get to a point of like, you know, we get a a, a lot of scrutiny especially from the from managers that want something to happen right away it's like it's not gonna happen right away it's like we it's Mm -hmm. it's such it's a rebuilding process at least three to five years 
until like we have a solid foundation of strong dancers who can execute, who who can be that core reliable group. Because I know you guys probably noticed it too. Mark always relied on a certain group of people that he knew he would, would kill it. Yeah. And and I, I some people would call it favoritism. I would call it favoritism. No. I would call it, <laughs> <laughs> no, I would, I would call it being reliable. Right. Like yeah. I do, I do, I do think you know newbies should get a chance to be in front, but not like but not front center, mm-hmm. not like not when there's only five other people behind next to you. It's like you know, it's almost like in basketball, there's a starting five. You know they'll perform. Yeah. So with this, like he know he he knows the set people that uh, that can perform. And was there moments of favoritism? Yeah, I do think there was. Like probably because I think it's natural with every human or every corporation organization, there's always going to be that one that the, the person that they favor over the other, despite talent, which mm-hmm. I think, which I think fucks an organization up. Yeah. So instead of like, a couple things you said that I think are really interesting. Like one in regards of like, I don't think that's favorite. I think that's like just being strategic, right? Like if someone has performed historically really well in the past and you know, they're going to kill it then your natural instinct is to put them then again, you know, again, like it yeah. just makes no sense. Try telling that to the newbies. <laughs> True. Or the, or the second years. Yeah. And oh. uh, when, especially when we do casting and we always tell this every year, you might not make it to the front don't, or don't take it up the butt if you don't get cast for the piece <laughs> you want. Mm-hmm. And then people always get hurt because, yeah. you know. I think the other part when talking about like management, it's so interesting because I think like even like Ariel, you said this earlier, but like you're like your mom like was like, oh, like you're gonna join us. It's gonna be fun. Like no, no parent. Like my parents too were just like, sure, like do the thing, go have fun, like <laughs> do the thing, to get out of our house for a couple hours. You know, yeah. no, like parents don't care. Well, I shouldn't say all because I think there's some parents who get very, very invested. But I think a a good amount of people like just want like their kids to have fun. But yeah. often, right, there's, like, the aspect of it where, like, management or, like, the studio wants the prestige and the awards because they want more students to enroll and all that stuff. So I think it's, like, this really weird thing where, like, sure, I think any kid wants, like, you know, a trophy or, like, to win a ch- whatever, like, place. But, like, for me, it was never, like, realistically going in thinking we were going to, like, win anything, really. And I don't mean that, like, from a bad way. Like, that just wasn't my, like, goal. My goal really was, like, let me go, let me become a better dancer, like, let me try this out, really, maybe if I'd been younger, like, that eventually would have become my mentality, to, like, want to win, but, yeah, I, th- I never, I think, realized how much, like, that type of pressure was coming from, like, again, other people. Oh, yeah, like, I know, I know, Mark always had that winning hunger, yeah. he was, like, you know, he always had the vision in terms of the choreography and everything, I always, like, I went from, like, I wanted to win, but I became more of like, I want to build a championship team. Not yeah. necessarily, that doesn't necessarily mean we win, but a team that's like, that can mesh. I, always, I think I always told you guys, it was like, you know, the difference between a project and a team or a crew. Mm-hmm. You know, like project, you just get random people, we're done. And then being in a crew, is like, you know the people, you can vibe off each other's energy. It's like, that's something, it's a shared experience that you can, recall years later yeah <laughs> yeah so holy fuck that just came full circle yeah. <laughs> How do I, remember that? I mean that's a, that's the thing like when we're directing like even now uh, when i observe like da- other dancers we know say when they're twerking or when they're it's like these sexy pieces 
I observe it as a dancer. Like I'm, I'm never, I, right. like I'm not thirsty. I'm like <laughs> seeing the technique and like, that's what for us, like as, as direct. And you guys now too, like you guys have, I, I assume you guys have the dancer's eye in a sense. You guys look for details instead of just like, Oh, it's a cool dance video. <laughs> Yeah, it's more. It's more like <laughs> it's like the technique. It's like how the performance. Like I see these TikTok dance videos, and they're and these are like you know with girls with like full on makeup and outfits and whatnot. But then they dance. It's like super jerky and like sometimes mm-hmm. like if you ever like it's like I don't know, it hurts. All the math. Yeah. I'm kidding. Or <laughs> like when like when I would be like in college at a party or whatever and tell people that I'm a dancer, they'd be like, "Oh, can you twerk?" Or like can you Dougie? And I'd be like, I, like I could, Yes, I'm, but I'm not going to, and also that's not it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking and then like my little cousins, like I went to visit like family in Chicago a couple years ago and my cousins are like, can you floss? Like, can you blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is what you kids think. Is dance? Is. Yeah. I mean, Fortnite dances. Do you guys keep up with any of the, the the party dances, the new dances? What is it? Do you guys hit really. the low? Do you guys do you get do you guys you know do the shoot? Do you guys dab? Do you guys? I mean, I guess I know what they all are. Yeah. Like, I actually, I do. I like I do them as like. A, is that all of them? As a, a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Like I would, you know, I don't explain it, but like I think when people actually do it, to like. Unironically, yeah, <laughs> not well. Like, Does I was like, not stop. Like, like I would like dab like at work, like being very ridiculous. Like I would make like some type of serious comment and be like, uh. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. Like I think it's become more of my personality. Yeah. Um, but something I actually just thought of as well was like, and this might be like, like a weird segue, but I think I mentioned this earlier about like dancing and how I liked it because it made me like either like express a certain part of myself or like I don't know like put, put on a role for lack of better words but like mm-hmm. I always liked the more like adult like either like the like this is not very odd like sexy or like sexual part or, or like, the more like aggressive ones because like that wasn't me or like that wasn't a like the swag pieces I don't know if swag pieces or even a big thing now. It's like, huh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh. yeah. And like, again, like that, that just, that's not, that's not, that's not who I am. Like, that's not yeah. me. So yeah. like, I, I always like really liked those and felt like I wanted to like learn that choreography or like all that kind of stuff. Cause again, it, it gave me like the opportunity to like throw in a couple body rolls or like whatever, yeah. you know, like <laughs> body roll with the girl. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I don't know. It was, it, so that's something I think I, I like obviously at the time didn't think of, but like now looking back, it's something I was like, oh, you're like that's why I liked it or whatever. Oh yeah, dancing definitely helped me be get more confident when I was talking to girls because especially in high school, we had the COVID dance team. Fucking all right, cool. I learned how I have to learn how to hold a girl right. Mm-hmm. So like otherwise she dies and falls off my body yeah. my shoulder. Yeah. So it's like like, oh my god, my hands in her waist. Go my virgin arms. <laughs> Do you remember when for a recital you had me and Jonathan in your like breaking class? Yes. They... And he had to like learn to lift me onto his shoulder and yeah. he was like this big. Oh no. Yeah, he was and very I was, like this big. <laughs> <laughs> it was like inches. Yeah, he was I, I mean I was again, I, I was optimistic. <laughs> yeah. No, that was fun. And actually he and I like ended up kind of having a close relationship too. He like asked me to his prom when we were seniors. Aww. And we Aww. reconnected like 
maybe a year ago or so and just kind of like yeah i do remember I, I liked that set i did with you for recital the house yeah that was fun that was a great set. it was like renaissance housing yeah damn i'm a genius Oh my God! <laughs> when, when it works. Props up to myself for that. <laughs> Good job, me. <laughs> like in terms of my choreography, when I was directing you guys, I I felt like I had a lot of pressure to make choreography that was cool. Mm. Like really, because yeah, swag was cool, so I need to do swag, or mm. or I can do street styles, so I should only do street styles. So like I like choreographing like really poppy fun shit that has a lot of personality. It's like not, it's not hard. Yeah, it's not, I remember that. Like, I, I, I don't like trying to hit every single beat because it's like, I don't know, it's cool, I guess. But it's just, I feel like I prefer dancing, using dance to have a conversation. Like mm -hmm. my favorite one, I think it might have been the, the cheerleading set. Oh, the high school that was a set. good set. The, the, uh, I think that, that was, was a fun one. The, op the locking opener. Yeah. Yeah, that was, the, I liked that one a lot because it was like, using again the aspect of cheerleading how to use that and how to translate that into locking right so it was yeah, it, yeah but for me i always felt pressured to try to make things cool mm -hmm. i think it's because since you're a competitive team like and this is just me like as a young director like we got to do things that are relevant but you know like the only way you stand out is to do something different right look mm -hmm. at fucking royal fam man now now everyone's trying to be royal fam uh-huh you know, oh, Royal Fam? You know Paris? I've heard of them. I don't know. Uh, dude, they're, they're... I'm very out of the loop and, and always they, have been. They made Femme Fierce, like, super, like, for okay. everyone. Yeah. They were, they started off as a request, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then they just like, ended. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now in Paris, uh, Global, or Global? Global? Global. Yeah. Yeah, well, Paris is Global now, so... Paris so, is Global. <laughs> so she's, she, I don't know if you've seen the, the... Super Bowl performance with Shakira. Yeah, yeah that. She, yep. she, she choreographed that. That was mm -hmm. all her. She also choreographed oh, uh, Justin Bieber's uh, Sorry. She was yeah. Sorry. And, uh, and the, the Yummy video. That yeah. wasn't the official. The, the unofficial one. Yeah, the, the, the better one. The, the, <laughs> the superior video. Yeah. Yeah, with the million body rolls. And that was a, tr that was a trending mm -hmm. thing for a while. Well, it was genius. Well, I feel like I never, like, I wish I would have gotten more into it. But you introduced me to House. And I wish that's something I would have I like. House. I loved how it was. I think it was probably one of the most like freeing and like natural styles that I really gravitated towards. And I remember you would always play the Cascade song as like a warm up, uh, and, I, and I loved it. Like it was just it felt so like I don't know. It was like the easiest to like get down and just like I think if I would have like learned how to freestyle, that probably would have been like my easiest like intro into it. Oh, uh, dude, I would have taken you guys to like open house yes uh, <laughs> i always wanted to like to, like dive into that like freestyle cypher like the, lab the, type the, of the underground setting. community yeah like, the, the way i've defined the la com dance community is competitive community uh -huh. there's la industry mm -hmm. there's the underground community where it's like just battles b-boys and they they all like overlap but there's yeah. a, but there, but there's people who spend more time in more than the other so like open house is definitely one of them the floor is definitely more of a club, but like you see a lot of underground people. Oh man, you guys would have loved those events because it's very it's like so fun. just from my experience of b-boy sessions, like b-boy sessions where I don't know anyone, it feels competitive. Mm -hmm. like, b-boying is like a huge part of the lifestyle is your you battle. 
Yeah. You always feel like you're getting sized up. So with when I go to a house session, uh, especially with the ones with open house, it's always low lit like here. And then just feel good vibes the whole time. Yeah. Oh, God. It's And then you're just doing your own thing in the corner or you can join the cypher or, you know, someone will randomly start teaching you. So that's what that was always great. about. I think that, that happened too at the floor. Like people just started doing, yeah, at the floor when Maxine was here. There was like someone just started doing these random routines. The mm-hmm. whole club was doing it. Yeah, and then it started. It's, everybody just started doing it. It was like easy. It was more of a line dance than anything. Like yeah. somebody That's was kind so of leading cool. it up front. So like people in front of us were picking it up, and the other people in front of us were picking it up. There was like that little like I want to say a mini stage. There was a little platform like towards the back of the club, like on the other the other wall, like across from the stage. Basically, I like went up there just to like film it a little bit, and I'm like. And I started like moving with it. I put my phone down. I just started going to like, yeah, it became from, it went from cypher to just a freestyle line dance. And there were like four other cyphers kind of like off to the corner somewhere and they stopped to join in. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, I mean, they don't do the, they don't do improv night anymore. No, they don't. They but stopped well, like last year, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So what, well, hopefully once all this is down, I'll, I'll I mean, if, Aria, when you're back in town, and Nelson, when you're done, we'll just go back, just have a taste of the LA dance community. Oh, yeah. Like, mm, the underground community. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> dude, dude, they have something called, uh, shit, that's not it. But, <laughs> exactly <laughs> it. Uh, I, think, I think they call it Sunday Sessions. It's at Grand Park. Oh, cool. uh, okay. It's an open house event. Huh. Like, just people lounging, like, I, kids at the at the fountain but they have a they have a bunch of house djs just uh, just playing cool. house and then you people from open house just sessioning on the grass so it's and open house outdoors open house outdoors yeah. on a sunday and there's an, and there's an open bar oh oh, oh. Yeah. open house didn't have a bar when it's gonna be there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like so fun. it's a it's a summer thing and i mean it should be happening now technically but yeah, yeah. so just there's, there's so many dance events that uh that fly under the radar yeah damn i miss going i don't i don't even like know if any of that those like uh probably not in manhattan we'll probably um, you'll probably end up having to go to the bronx but it's probably a different gonna be a different scene well when i was in new york half the things i was going to was in brooklyn oh yeah brooklyn too maybe not anymore you'll probably have to go back to the bronx like and the closest thing i went i I went to a a battle in jersey not in jersey in, in in manhattan Oh, okay. Yeah, like it was a, was it a battle or oh no, it was an open session. It was in a mm-hmm. bar. It, the, the the dance scene was super different in New York. Like so, uh, yeah, like it was at a bar. I think I yacked into my jacket. I, I wish you could remember. Was this which a session? One that is. <laughs> I wish you could remember which one that is because I'm oh, gonna no. find it. No, no, this one was uh, something like it was a it was a technically a club event. It was like the floor, but it was meant for old school hip hop heads. Mm. And when you go there, you look at them. You can tell they're you a can dancer. Tell. Like, oh, and you can tell their styles too, just by the way. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Like, oh, you're a locker. It's probably <laughs> they might let someone can wear the exact same Adidas tracksuit, but like they wear it differently. Hmm. Yeah, I've been I've been approached by people too. Like, and they they would they come up to me like, are you are you B boy? I'm like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. You like looking at yourself. Like, like what do I have you? on that says <laughs> me? Yeah. I'm like written right here. <laughs> you want to battle? Well, I mean, that's a, that was that was different too. Like when I was younger, battles would just 
happened, like say after a jam or even after an event, if you didn't like how something happened, you called them out and you battled outside mm. in the parking lot to, just to handle the beef. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. But I mean, yeah. I, I think everyone's nicer now. I really think everyone's nicer now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> because I remember these battles would get heated, and I had and growing up, I had rivals too. Like we, like we met up at a park. Like you know, like, you know, I'm gonna meet you at the park six o'clock. <laughs> Not yeah. to beat up on you. No, to dance we, up on we, you. We're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna battle, and then it happened. No one was watching. No glory. It was just like. Fucking teenage boys battling to see which crews better are better. Yeah. So I miss those days when I had stronger knees. Yeah. <laughs> Strong knees club. I did a lot of like research on I would I guess you would say like scholarly research on like hip hop culture when I was in college because I took this American culture class and we went like all the way through like the 20th century so by the time we got to like new york in like the 70s like after punk we like mm-hmm. kind of got into hip hop and for my like final project i wrote this whole like commentary on what the meaning of like b-boying was when it started and like why it became such a such a like saving grace for so many people over there And, like, it's because of you guys that I, like, have always been so interested in, like, the culture of hip-hop and, like, knowing its history and, like, Mm. kind of where things branched out and where, like, house comes from and all this other kind of stuff, so. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's especially going back to, like, not really cancel culture, but call-out culture. Mm -hmm. It's, like, people are calling out other dancers that aren't paying respect to not just the pioneers, the foundations, but the fact that that, that Black people made it yeah so it's it's like it's it's an interesting time you we know, should like, hit up the universal hip-hop museum in the bronx Ooh, oh that's that sick mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like, yeah, like if it, i honestly believe if like if you're teaching hip-hop or practicing doing some sort of hip-hop art form it to not acknowledge that it came from black culture is just ignorant and yeah fucking mm-hmm. vile Oh, yeah. Can I actually, like, send you my essay? Now that I'm thinking about it, like, maybe it's something that I could post it, online as, like, a I'm woke. <laughs> <laughs> as, like, a, as, like, a... You share it. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to comment. I'm woke. Virtue signaling. <laughs> M-woke. <laughs> yeah, send it. Okay. Like, uh, there's In other news, Disneyland's auditioning for uh, stunt performers for the Avengers campus. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> is it? It's closed, still, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but they're. Oh yeah, well, a lot of a lot of artists. <laughs> yeah, sure. Are... They're just gonna they're just gonna open the campus, and there's like nobody there. No, that's the thing. The the fucking the the virus has made put out made a lot of artists broke. Mm-hmm. Especially since they're not a lot of them aren't exactly on salary. A lot of them are contract work. I think Cirque du Soleil went back bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 went bankrupt. They shut down a few shows. You know, it's a it's a hard time for artists, and even so, that's why there you see a lot of people sh- trying to share Zoom classes mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, and I'm, I'm grateful that m- my capitalist ass wanted to start a social media company. There's a difference, like there's crony capitalism, where it's like you, like that version of capitalism is influencing the government and how things are run, and then and I, I, I and I, I see it happening now. But for me, like how I've the, my version of capitalism because <laughs> i know people, capitalism emeroyism um, because is is capitalizing on your talents to be of service to other people but
but not selling yourself short. Mm. Yeah. Because then and earning some sort of profit. <laughs> yeah, of earning and earning some sort of profit. And then, but then there's people who are doing that who are less talented than me, but overcharging people. And you see it probably on Facebook and YouTube when they say, "Have you heard of Amazon FBA?" Well, in six months, I can get you to six figures. God, all these that's, uh, that can't happen. Uh, a lot of this is fake. A lot of that is fake. And they're they if they were for, if they were making six six figures, they wouldn't need to make a course about it. They wouldn't that, make a course. They have to pay for about it. That information should just be already online. Yeah. But it, it, <laughs> if they the, really want to share, the, me being devil's advocate, like what about college? People are that information should be free from college in a sense, or like you're paying for that. But is it, that's the thing with online learning. It's like fucking filtering through the bullshit is so much harder because people, anyone can say, anyone could put entrepreneur on their social media pr- profile or basketball player. Yeah. Because I sh- shot a basket once. Yeah, at so, Dave and Buster's. So yeah, there's definitely no uh, vetting in terms of the online space. I don't know how I got here. but You know, it's, you're reminding me, there's um, this person that I went to college with, and this is like totally different, but it's just reminding me a lot of it. And she just recently started posting on Instagram about like this amazing experience and this, how she's making passive income, traveling, and like buzzwords yeah and and every single fucking post it's like congratulating someone new for becoming a business owner and Mm. for building their empires together and i'm just like she did like a what is it an instagram not live the like instagram story or not oh the igtv sorry so many fucking pages (laughs) and she explained how she got into it but she still doesn't she didn't explain what she did or Mm -hmm. does say and I'm like, but every single post is about her building her empire and being a businesswoman and having a circle of empowered people. And I'm just like, on my own schedule. And yeah, on your own schedule. Pyramid schemes. Yeah. And it, All it, it, pyramid schemes. It really works to me because it's like you're preying on like the basic need that we all are like are craving, right? Like to be financially stable, to like, and also appealing to other aspects, like the ability to have freedom to work when you want to travel like she's like oh business lunch and it'll be like at a fancy restaurant or something um get the fuck out of here that's not <laughs> you're a smart business owner you would try to keep expenses low yeah right? jollibee yeah <laughs> um, i just it, it like it, it irks me i think when people like take advantage of those who may not like know better because they're coming from a good place right like the, the, the people seeking that information or what want that lifestyle or whatever. Yeah, that's the thing. They sell the lifestyle. Yeah. But like they... And but, some people really drink that Kool-Aid and it's a little like, I'm like, dude, I'm glad this is working out for you and people are like buying product from you. Otherwise you're stuck with hundreds and thousands of dollars worth of like, this one girl tried to, first of all, try to get me to try some of these like hair products because she thought I'd be interested. I was like, no, not really. It's fine. I, you know, I have my hair routine down. I'm good. I don't really want to change anything. Yeah. That's a lie, but I knew she was trying to sell me. And, <laughs> but I was like, you know how it is, girl. And she's like, okay. And then, you know, and then like 15 messages later, it's like, you know, you know, if you really tried it and you really liked it, you can like, you know, do the same as me and like just make this much money and i'm like okay this is where it is yeah Yeah. you can stop selling to me or we can stop being friends yeah because are you in this for the this conversation for the conversation are you just trying to sell to me 
Or, yeah. you know, the friends you haven't talked to since fourth grade, but like, hey, how do you want to have a coffee? Yeah. <laughs> are you looking coffee to, sometime? Are you looking to get some passive income? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Passive income is very Sounds hard. It, it's very hard to achieve. I, yeah. I, I have Unless passive. you own a house. Like yeah. real yeah. estate. Oh, yeah. I, or fucking investments. Investments <laughs> yeah. in yeah. any, um, in the most profitable industries that you just so happen to luck out. Or, yeah, yeah. or like fucking, yeah, I, I mean, or fucking into tech companies or whatever mm-hmm. like i have a decent passive income from my online courses that teach people how to break dance so it's like it exists but people aren't aware of like the amount of real hard work that come that you along. have to set up that you have to mm-hmm. do set it up yeah, i mean even those like you know even those like like even those like pyramid schemes like you know it's like oh it's at your own schedule but like you're still, you're still working hard. You're still doing all these things that may sound fun to you. And that's great. Like some people go on like Facebook live to try and sell their shit or like, or Instagram live to like try and be like, you know, like this is my hair routine. Like this, you know, like you don't have to paint your nails. You can just stick it on. Mm-hmm. And it's like somebody invited me to one of those things too. It was like, oh my God, I see you like doing your nails. And I'm like, yeah, I use, like I go, I pay $50 to get these claws done properly yeah i am not going to buy a ten dollar nail sticker thing (laughs) or well now i want to kind of see how dance kind of influenced your life nothing because ariel like shared uh her experience make sure you guys listen to the previous podcast another plug here (laughs) (laughs) how did you how did dance influence your career choice oh wow that's a really good question one thing well just to focus on like dance specifically i think one thing that frustrated me and I think it had more to do with my own like growth and self-discovery and like all that stuff that comes with like just being a human and growing up something that frustrated me is I could never freestyle I could never ever for the life of me freestyle and I think for me it was just I was so in my head I wasn't confident in the person who I was I still think I had a lot of things to figure out about myself which like didn't come down like a couple years later so I mean and even now like if I were to take a class, like, I don't think I would, like, freestyle exactly, but I feel like I'd be a lot more confident in at least attempting it or something along those lines. But I think that just, like, goes to show kind of, like, where you are in your life. Because, again, I mean, you can be 13 and be, like, the most confident person in the world, right? Um, And I think you could be, like, the dopest person ever. And and I I could never come up with choreography either, just because, again, two in my head. Like, what are people going to think? Are people going to like it? So again, just like growing up and I think like figuring other aspects of my life out, thinking like, again, if I were to attempt it now or if like I could somehow transport to like my 17 year old body, I definitely think like Mm -hmm. things would be different, like a lot different. In terms of how it affected my career, I think it indirectly kind of just like made me realize I definitely want to be in a creative field. Again, I don't, I've never really known what I wanted to do with my life. I think I've always been the type of person that kind of like floats around and like I'll figure it out as I go um up to when I was in college you know I was a communication studies major because I love connecting with people but as much as I love that major I think it teaches you like soft skills it doesn't teach you any hard skills at all so I was lucky enough to get an internship with Disney Channel right after college um, which kind of like led me into like being in entertainment and ultimately into marketing Uh and again I feel like the thing I love the most about my job is like it fills that bucket of like creativity you know like again I don't know if 
I ever want to be like an editor or like something like along those lines. So I, I also, one thing I have noticed, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I would be like, okay with someone like criticizing my like video <laughs> or my banner or like whatever thing I made. So I, I much rather prefer to be in like the creative strategy place. Cause I think that's backed up with like data. So again, but it's still creative, right? Like I still like yeah. get, I dip my fingers in there, but like at the end of the day, I'm like, it's you're not it's, creating. You just like, you just like see the data. Here's what we need to do. Create do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still, I still, I still get the chance to make certain choices, right? Like how we like word things or like a certain color palette for like X, Y, and Z reason. Like, again, I still going to make some choices, but I'm not, I think like fully into the point where like, it feels like it's my, like my baby. <laughs> if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Like we definitely have, cause I edit and then well, cause I, I guess I creative direct as well, because mm-hmm. I have, cause I, I have to review a lot of my editors and graphic designer stuff before I QC it before we send it to the clients. Yeah. So like I, my notes, get long <laughs> they and, do. I'm, and I'm very anal and meticulous. Like if, if, if the spacing, if, if I can notice that it's like off center by two pixels, I'll fucking red marker that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like center it. Or if it's off brand, like make sure you use the right brand typeface or colors. I'm like, so yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it. I, I feel like I'm nicer to it because like there's a, a feedback way I learned from a workshop, like, you know, three positives, like how, however much feedback you're going to give, you have to have, give an equal amount of positive feedback. Mm-hmm. So that way it's like, you know, not just tearing them down all the time. Like, when was the last time you danced? Oh, geez. I took a, I took a class at the dojo, actually, at this point, <laughs> three years ago. It was a while back, but yeah, I, like I, I remember, I actually took a beginner's class because I was so nervous to like try anything else. I was like, I legit just have to like get my body used to like moving like the way a dancer does again. And I, I enjoyed it, but again, it was that weird thing where like I think I just need to like be more physically active. That was the first thing I was like, holy shit, I'm huffing and puffing. Two, it was truly a beginner's class in the sense that like. I remember towards the end, we like learned the choreography, but he like, I don't remember who like was instructing, but they kept on switching the song at the end, which I think really annoyed me. Cause I was <laughs> like, no, like what, like, what are we dancing to? Like, <laughs> like I need to know, <laughs> so I know how to move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's still fun. So yeah, I'd maybe like three years ago and I actually had made it my like, now that like, so a little on like Hulu. So I've been unofficially there for over a year started off as a contractor so I didn't want to like like move or like make any like big life decisions um, until I was like staffed or to see if that was a possibility and I got staffed in the end of January but one of my 2020 resolutions was like I wanted to like start taking like classes again or I really want to take boxing classes like just something let's get me moving yeah and then COVID came and yeah everything up Uh And and I know if I really wanted to I could still do like digital class, like something along those lines, but not the same. it's not the same. Yeah, it's same. Like you need that like community feeling. And so I'm, I'm hoping to get into it at some point, you know, again, just take like classes, maybe like once a month or however time allows. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things. Like even my, the, my company dancers, they say it's like, it was fun at first because, you know, it's, it was the only other alternative at the beginning of COVID, but now it's like, 
It's just like you, you miss the energy. You just kind of want to be in a studio. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And one thing I'm definitely noticing in the pattern of like you guys finding your passion is just like going with the flow. I know. <laughs> like, Alex is that is crazy like, to you? Does yeah, fucking. Sense? You're fucking oh my like. God. <laughs> I was like, I said this the last time. Like, you mean you just did it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex was like, yeah, I just did it. Like, I just tried it. I'm like, what the? Fuck? I just moved to Colorado. I just moved to Colorado. Pick a went, major, and here I am, and I love went it. Went to went to a big school in Colorado. Didn't like it. Went to a junior college in Colorado. Loved it. Yeah, <laughs> had like, my major there. Yeah, for me, it was always like a lot of my stuff has always been calculated. Like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. Like, yeah. Well, well, I can I can see that how that's kind of going to the flow, but I'm like, but I don't know. I, not after you right, not, not after you do a pros and cons list. Right. In any case, uh, you have true. to try new stuff to like get into new stuff. Mm-hmm. You always, like there's always going to be some aspect of trying something new if you're yeah. trying to figure it out. But I can see the difference in planning, like trying to anticipate all the outcomes versus like, well, I'm just going to go and see what happens. Yeah. So like for me, I, I always, I do something, I do something called fear setting, which is like, like I, I write down every possible worst case scenario mm-hmm. and I write a recovery plan from it. Like you guys are like, what could possibly go wrong? Meanwhile, I'm like everything. <laughs> Let me tell you what could possibly go wrong. <laughs> oh, I have a list. <laughs> then you guys are just like, PowerPoint gonna, presentation. do it. And you're just like, cool, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think for me, at the very least, though, something, and, like, I actually, I hate getting, like, I, I get hit up on LinkedIn actually quite a bit about, from people being like, hi, I just want to connect, or, like, I uh-huh. see like, a seat alumni or something, like, let's talk. And, I mean, and sometimes I do, it just depends on, like, how busy I am and all that kind of stuff, but I hate talking about my career path in the sense that I don't think it's, like, necessarily, like, useful because... Like the way I got into entertainment was so quick backstory. My senior year of college, I was a teacher's assistant, mm-hmm. just like making money. And towards the end of the school year, I had kindergartners and uh, transitional kindergartners, and they were like graduating to go to the first grade or whatever. So a bunch of parents came to watch them graduate. And the teacher I was assisting at the time made an announcement to all the teachers and were like, because they were thanking her. She's like, Oh, and you can also thank like Mr. Nelson. He just graduated from college, all this stuff. So then one of the parents came up to me and he was like, Hey, um, I'm actually like a CSUN alum myself. And I work at Disney Channel and we're always looking for like interns or like employees. Wow. If you're like open to the idea, like send me your resume. Wow. So I, I sent him my resume. And that then, shit like, was just handed to you in a silver platter. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not an interview. It wasn't like he didn't just give it to me. Um, well, that opportunity, you know, yeah. you know, how many people submit for the just yeah, resumes? Yeah. Just but but and then that, so that's why it's so tough wow. because I was like I was literally at the right time at the right place. Yeah, and that was where I got all my my marketing like a little bit of production experience. You know, like I didn't have, I didn't do, I couldn't afford to have an unpaid internship in college. Like I couldn't do all that stuff. So it was. Disney has this really cool thing. I don't know if they still do it now because I've been out of college for five years. So ashamed of it. Five years. <laughs> no, I was in college for five years also. Yeah. No, I mean it's been five years since I graduated. Oh. It's yeah. been it's been twelve oh. years since I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> My school doesn't even exist anymore. That's right. 
but yeah, like I, I, Disney has this cool thing where you can intern at Disney up to five months post graduation. Um, oh. And at the, at, it was a paid internship. And at the time when I graduated in 2015, like this was considered good. Like a starting salary was like 13 bucks an hour or something. Oh, that is um, good for. And, and they paid more than that. 15, yeah. Yeah, like they paid more than that. So I was like, hell yeah, I'll take this. And then from there, I went to like NBC Universal. And then from there, I went to an agency. And, that, and then I went to Hulu. So, but again, it's not the, it's not like, oh, I had internships in college. And then like, I, 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 I networked my way. I, yeah, I networked. Yeah, I networked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That definitely would not help on a kind of career alumni presentation. <laughs> Tell me, Nelson, how did you get your start? Well, <laughs> well, an alum, an alum literally was just there. <laughs> Yeah. at this other job I had that has nothing to do with the industry. Well, I mean, I think something I will say, though, is I think unless you're going into an industry that is very, like, requires hard skills, I feel like I keep going back to this. I don't mean to, like, like editing or, like, something where you need to know a specific skill set. Like, engineering. I think, yeah, engineering. Like, things that, like, require, like, a lot of schooling and, like, mm-hmm. soft skills are so important. Like, they're so, so, so important. And Although I don't think they necessarily helped me land my first job, which has helped with my career path, I definitely think it's done everything past that. Like it's helped navigate it, you know? And I think networking is obviously super important. I still stay in touch with so many of my coworkers. And like, if I'm interested in a job at a company they're in or vice versa, like it's always fine to just shoot a quick text and be like, hey, I saw this posting. Can you help me? Can you not? And yeah, you, you kind of realize how important it is to be like a hard worker, like a good person. I don't know. I know those things sound so silly and so like simple, but it really goes a long way. Yeah, it's true. I mean, because it's my favorite lesson from college was like, you can be talented, but if you're a dick, no one's going to want to hire you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with the, I mean, unless you're like a, never mind, an individual superstar is different. Like, Con- <laughs> like Conor McGregor or Floyd Mayweather. They're cocky, but you know they're not, they're not exactly. <laughs> but they're good. You can't deny it. But that's why they're the heads of their own brands, not mm. not the employee. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, crap. I think I know. I have a friend of mine that might work that works in Hulu, but in accounting. So mm. I don't know. If, I don't know if you happen to know everyone because it's a it's a company. So yeah. I don't I mean, know if you know everyone. It's a little. I want. Well, there's also I don't know like if people like you guys read like writing stuff or so Disney actually now is a part of the Walt Disney Company, or Hulu is part of the Walt Disney Company, excuse mm-hmm. me. So we're part of this, like, this business segment called DTCI, which stands for Direct-to-Consumer and International. So we sit alongside like Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. And before, I think we were like operating a little bit more autonomously. So again, Hulu itself, I want to say is a couple thousand people. Do not quote me on that. But most of the people I know are in marketing, I'd say. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. Any other questions I have in my head? You got any other stories? Well, I have one incident that I remember. It's not like that much, I don't know, it's not tea or anything, but I remember we went to perform at Knott's Berry Farm, I want to say. Oh, my God. Yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, I hated that, that performance. <laughs> well, because it was just hot. I don't like, like being, I don't like outdoor performances. Well, all I remember is like after we were done, we like, you know, went to the rides or whatever. And I remember you and I, I, heard, I don't remember what we were talking about, but like, 
I think we're sort of like joking about something. And then I don't know if I said something or I don't like, I don't know when, but then you got pissed off. Like, you were angry, like, oh, smash. Like, you were, you were mad. And I don't remember. And I remember I looked at Steph, and I was like, wait, is he actually angry? Because, I, I, like, I couldn't – the switch happened seemingly out of nowhere. And then she's like, I honestly don't know. Like, I can't tell. And I was like, well, who the fuck knows then? And, like, you were very, <laughs> Not you. upset. And I was like, I, I don't know what I did or what I said. And I think I was like awkward for like the rest of the day. Or, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't very good at sharing my emotions. If I got triggered, it it, it went into that like either I get shut down and quiet or angry, but try not to direct it at you. So because my what do you call it? my I know my temper can get violent just from like my upbringing but yeah i don't remember that day oh, you probably I, blacked out it's probably because i probably blacked, blacked out, out. <laughs> <laughs> were you high again no i didn't no i didn't start smoking no actually i didn't smoke that much yet like i only smoked 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 when smart <laughs> offered it that's Same a that's thing. a term which yeah, at Knott's farm probably wouldn't have been totally out of the question oh Knott's farm uh, i i don't i don't know but like no. it's hard to it's, it's hard to tell I don't think I smoked that day. I do remember feeling irritable. Because it was hot? Yeah, probably. I know part of huge, <laughs> huge reasons because it's hot. And my skin's sensitive and I burn easily. So I was like super paranoid about being having a sunburn for three to four weeks and having to deal with that while teaching yeah. and being sweaty. That was when I lived at JV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was one of my memories. I think the other thing, like this is just like a general note for me, like that time in my life. I felt like sometimes, and this isn't, particular to like the team or anything I think I felt a bit like an outlier in the sense that like I've always been a pretty like conservative person not in like my beliefs but just like in what I did like I didn't start drinking which I mean I guess it's technically like young still but like getting older than most teenagers until like the end of my senior year of high school and like things like that so I always felt like again this is like in all my like friend groups or like things like that like I didn't start smoking until I was like 25. Like, like things oh, wow. like that. Like I, I've always like, I mean, I've tried it before. Like I've, I've done like, you know, like I've definitely like college was an experience, obviously and all that stuff. But I think I've always had a type of personality where like, I never, I never felt peer pressured, but I did feel like, again, I obviously wasn't doing everything that everyone else was doing. So I think it, it always made me seem I don't know if like rigid is the right word, but like were you just you're just uninterested, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know. I was just like again, I've always been the type like I remember being in college. Here's a kind of story, it's really random. I was freshman year of college and I was in a fraternity. Jesus. And um, <laughs> and everyone I told people, like, yeah, I don't really smoke. And of course, when you tell people you don't smoke, what they're gonna they make call? you. Yeah, they wanna make you smoke. And I was just that, like, that that was Mark my entire entire life thank <laughs> 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 you um, smoke uh, come on <laughs> I, I don't know if this happened to you but like that was me i was like no like no like you know what I was, and then one day i think it was like a random like tuesday night i was with like two of my brothers or like no one was really at the house and then someone like offered and i was like yeah sure i'll smoke and i think everyone was like like what? stop like, like, everyone's like, huh? like the, the world stopped moving. They were like, you good? Yeah. Um, and then I remember I like didn't really 
feel anything. So I never really attempt. I was like, this shit's whack. Like, fuck this. Um, <laughs> they then, gave you some weak shit. <laughs> and then I didn't have like edibles until my <laughs> my best friend's wedding. Which nice. was an experience. Yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> um, no, but again, like, and again, but at that point, I was like twenty-five. Like, you know, like I, I'm a grown like adult. So yeah, it's just, just like I've always done things at my own pace, which is fine by me because I think that makes me feel good. But like the opposite end to that is I've always sort of like missed out on experiences that other people were doing. Like, you know, people started drinking earlier, or smoking earlier, or like messing yeah. around with people earlier like i was very like i'm gonna just pace myself so yeah i i was similar in the sense i didn't start drinking until i was 20 oh, wow. and then and then on my 21st birthday i let mark have the final the actual like you know the honor of smoking me out for my 21st birthday <laughs> oh, was that the one where you were taking pictures you were like covered in hot cheeto dust no oh no that was new york that was, that was in new york and i was that fucking was drunk new york plastered <laughs> i don't uh, yeah i it, there's, I wasn't even there. That was right before. <laughs> yeah, like I was, I was with, I was supposed to, I was actually supposed to move to New York. I was staying at a friend's place who was trying to get me the job. We got drunk. We drank at a bar. We drank and ran. <laughs> and then, Terrible. and then he gets accused by this one. Uh, I think he bumps into her because I was like, I was right behind him. But then she accused him of like touching her ass. And then her boyfriend, like they're about to get into a fight. And I'm like, and then he's a boxer. So I'm like, no, no, no. Okay. I mean, we, we, and this is like when tax, like those black taxis were a thing. So we went to a black taxi. I don't remember anything after that. <laughs> oh, those like little, that. Well, here's the thing. Were you in Queens? Yeah, we were in Queens. Okay. So that's like a different like taxi service. Cause that's like a, normally a taxi service you have to call for, but uh, like they'll sometimes pick up people like they're a real, like, like they're a regular yellow cab. Oh, yeah, they have we, that like outside of like Manhattan where like not a lot of yellow cabs are. Oh uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, like like no, we're not gonna get into a fight. This is my first night here. We're gonna go about to get into a bar fight. <laughs> and then after that I first just time take, in New York. And I take I, and then best time ever. Yeah. I saw my best times in New York when it was when I was drunk and I got lost. So, <laughs> that sounds so, fun. That other time you got lost after. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, that that kind of shows like the the privilege guys have in a sense. <clears throat> Yeah, I, can. I wouldn't. I I was. I had to. That same night, like he and I were hanging out. That same night, so he was supposed to go back to his Airbnb. I was supposed to go back to my house in New Jersey. Normally, I take the train, but I was just so gone. But I had like enough sense to be like, I should take this all the way home. Oh, you're talking about the Uber? Yeah, just, I should oh, take like this all the way home and not risk it on the subway, on the train back, on the drunk train back to New Jersey. <laughs> I was like, just like hanging on for dear life. I, like in the Uber, I'm like, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake. This is quicker. This is quicker. And, and I'm like, I'm so, like doing, I'm on, I'm on my Snapchat fucking. He's like, like I'm lost. I'm, I took the wrong train. I was going to Coney Island. I took oh, a piss no. in front on a, on a public. He was supposed to go uptown. He went down. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> LA boy drunk and lost in New York. Oh oh. And he had, he had a what? smartphone. So yeah. like before. So the first time he didn't have a smartphone. I had, like, I had like, oh wait, printed oh, out map quest directions. Yeah. He had map quest, but the second time around, he had a phone. Yeah, I don't know. Just something about being drunk in New York City. You could, even, <laughs> you could have even just like called me, literally, just like, where do I go? Oh my god! Oh. I don't even like find the seven, find the seven. No, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely miss traveling. What when I think I I don't know if I asked you because I have like four podcasts, but <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if I've asked you guys this already. What, what what's something that you guys want to do once Corona's over? Um, I mean, I do miss traveling. We actually got lucky enough to go on a little weekend trip to Tahoe last weekend. Hey, and we're going to San Diego this weekend to just have some fun time for my birthday, but. I don't know. Like I'm still in this, like being in school mode. So really I just want to like get back in school and like be in the labs and get my hands on my classmates. Cause I like, we were Trying just to break their necks. Yeah, <laughs> we were just getting started on doing hands-on skills when we got locked down. Oh, that's mm-hmm. definitely something that you can't teach online. Yeah. That's not a, yeah. lot, that's not a virtual and so thing. We're starting back up next Monday, but we're going to be like, it's going to be super restricted, like full on PPE and screenings every day and all that kind of stuff. So, and we're going to be in like small groups. So I'm going to be with the same people every time rather than having like 40 40 people mm-hmm. to like bounce around to and and touch <laughs> yeah i, I look back and breathe at, around i was looking back at these old dance footage and we were on deck and we were just praying and all that stuff like and holding yeah. hands we would not be doing that now <laughs> right i posted a video of like me going to a show last year and then actually the two years before two years prior uh, the following day i also saw a show by like Technically the same people, but only one of them wasn't like with only one of them in common. And I'm just like, wow, I used to actually be in crowds. I hate crowds, <laughs> but I put it aside if I'm going to go see a show. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, why do I miss crowds? There's the miss shows, really. Yeah. Like COVID kind of just showed us that we were all too close to each other, like to begin mm-hmm. with. Um, <laughs> and I was like, kind of true. I do miss going to shows. I love being in a crowd. Like I love being at a rave, like kind of far back where the crowd is a little bit less dense. With a little breathing room. Yeah. Like that's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, Like last year I was in like a crowd of like sweaty ass nerds, just like (laughs) in the, like in like, you know, dog days of summer, Jersey Shore was hot as fuck. I'm just like, it's fine. There's like, you know, 15 nerds with like serious BO that have never probably left their houses, but it's cool. (laughs) just <laughs> to show that like it's an experience right and like yeah. when you look back like mm. you don't remember how they smelled like you remember just like how you felt and like what you oh, were yeah. and all that stuff right and it's like it's totally worth it like again i think about like coachella and things like that too and i'm just like fuck like i remember 20 the sand the people yeah, but exactly. you know what yeah. it's fun and, and i remember when i was there though like my whole thing is like i always get sick like usually at coachella like oh. most people get like sick after like mm-hmm. to me like day one i start like my nose starts running i start mm. coughing and stuff but I, I still look back and i'm like holy fuck that was such a good set or like mm-hmm. I, you know i had such a good time with my friends or like it's the one time where everyone's there just like listen to music and have a good time and like all the like little things that like don't get me wrong like, i fucking i've camped every year and i hate it like <laughs> oh. it's, it's rough those porta potties are horrible. Like, yeah, it's not as it's not as glamorous as all those Instagrams make you think it is. <laughs> well, the um, ones with the Instagrams probably have the VIP tents with like their own bathrooms. Yeah, with, like, air conditioning and their like mm-hmm. the glamping tent kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I would still like not do anything that's too extreme. But, like I would love to like be in that situation again, mm-hmm. um, as long as it's like safe. Yeah, it's gonna be hard because like if we can get out it's still i feel like there's gonna be an amount of hesitancy for a while 
Like get I, me vaccinated. Yeah, I, I, I'll do it. I right miss, here, right now. Yeah. I miss going to dance clubs. That yes. have people dancing. Yes. Oh yeah, that. Yeah. Like <laughs> Not the ones where everyone's just like bumping up. Like, what is happening? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> like there was an event here that I re- truly love called the Floor. Uh, one of the best like clubs that had live music. Mm-hmm. In the center was a cipher with with like 15 other branching out ciphers and then and then and then yeah there's either multiple mini ciphers or salsa dancers around the cipher and in the middle was it's like you're in a fucking step up movie you see people breaking in the cipher you see competitive salsa dancers testing out their stuff in the cipher you see tricksters you see crumpers, oh, poppers. So awesome. It was like a. It and was, there was like a nice sprinkling of like community and like industry people. I'm like, look over. I'm like, oh, hello. Yeah, you, said, <laughs> you saw them in this movie. We're just already. here. <laughs> it's like it's such a. It was it was really a melting pot of like different street styles or. Oh, that's what I would consider. Like, technically, it would be the underground. It's like, yeah. and it was like five bucks before ten. It was like live music. Oof. I miss those types of events. That was fun. Like, remember when that like that person just literally came up to join the band with their freaking violin and just started like jamming with them? Oh yeah. So it's not just dancers. That's yeah. awesome. That's something that I always wanted to go to that I don't think San Diego has or like I don't know about it. And Even New York doesn't have a scene like that. They have um, random like events similar to that, but not like not that fun. It was it's mostly just like an exhibition at like someone's house. Mm. and you're watching but you you're not really participating have you guys ever been to any any industry events like carnival nope or see that's all the kind of stuff that i missed out on by moving out of la when i was 18 like moving out coming to san diego those are the kinds of things that i would like to still do and like be a young adult and live in la and kind of get back into the dance community because when I moved to San Diego, like part of my criteria for where I wanted to go to college was somewhere that was going to have a dance community. And I didn't realize that there was nothing else out there like LA. And so I came to San Diego thinking that I would like kind of get into those things that I had always heard about from you guys. And I never found it. And I didn't like really dig for it. I didn't really look for it. I like hung out with my team and we danced in the parking lot at San Diego state. And that was about it. And that's like something that I wish that I kind of had experience doing being at home in LA that I Man, like when, missed out on. When you guys are back, well, Nelson, you're still, you're technically in town, but when you're back in town and the <laughs> carnival, we're going to hit it up. Yeah. Like, let's like, do it. These events are like going to them is like literally stepping up, stepping into a step up movie. Yeah. yeah, a lot of steps in there. A lot of steps. Get your <laughs> steps in. Because like you, and then you see people like these industry events. Like you see people like in their own VIP seats, but these are people like from different agencies, or you see people mm-hmm. like these. You're the choreographers you look up to, and then you can cipher with them. It's just wild, and yeah. the vibe of it is like no one's there like to try to, at least like from my experience and at least my intent. It's like I'm not there trying to freak or just trying to get up on anyone. I'm there to cipher, perform most of the time because I hate watching people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and then cipher more. Yeah. Because it's like the energy. Oh, man, I miss the energy. Yeah. I mean, that's the part I miss. Like, yeah. the vibe. Mm-hmm. Anything else that MRI did that was kind of shitty? 
Hey, Mark, if you're listening, text me back because you never do. <laughs> he takes a while sometimes. I feel like he's busy. No, it's like I'll, t- I'll like respond to his story and be like, oh, like this is dope. I miss you, blah, blah, blah. And then he'll be like, yeah, I miss you too, dude. And then I'm like, oh, so I'm going to like be in your area like in a couple days. Like, let's hang out. And then he won't respond. <laughs> uh, I kind of have a story, which is it doesn't involve any of you guys. I don't think I even told you this, Aria. <laughs> it involves Mark. And some people from FanBiz. So I I'm think scared. I, I know. I'm, so, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm interested. I'm a little worried now. <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's kind of bad. I mean, it's not like, it's not. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the We'll decide party. when you tell it. <laughs> so, no, well, I, wait, maybe I won't say, I won't say names. Although I said one name, but I won't say like who played what action. I still don't remember that many names. So I went to this. It was an event. It was at someone's house. And I, I had have been, I was like a freshman out of college or like, again, I was like 18, 19. And I went to this place, to this person's house. And there were a couple of members from FanBiz and I started drinking. All I remember is a person came out with me and started talking to me. And we started talking about like, like, like random stuff, life. I don't remember what we talked about. And I got severely intoxicated. And then... I had, oh, I'm forgetting a big part of it. So before that, I didn't drive there. I had driven my car to uh, JV, left it in the parking lot, and then someone had given me a, <laughs> a, a car ride. So flash forward to like, I don't know, it's like one in the morning, two in the morning. So it's like two in the morning and- Are you guys confirming with each other off this chat? Yes. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Maybe. <laughs> um, and then I get dropped off back at AJV and I'm like drunk as fuck and I'm left in my car. And then all I remember is next to JV was like the retirement home or like whatever, like those apartments yeah, there were. Yeah, like an old people yeah. assisted living. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, again, I was pretty drunk. So <laughs> I like kept on like moving in my car and the alarm kept going off. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, again, I was paranoid. Like someone's going to call the cops and like someone's going to find me. So, I mean, bad. Whoever's listening to this, do not do this. I decided to like drive home because it was like Don't do it. a short drive. And on my drive home, I actually like passed by a cop. But thankfully everything like, turned out fine and again do not advocate this at all whatsoever but that was like probably one of i think that was like the last time i saw like a significant amount of people from fanbiz i remember that story yeah and also it it wasn't but it wasn't that many people it was also like a group of like maybe six at most and truthfully i don't really remember everyone who was there like i want to be really honest are there other juicy details that you're leaving out on here Really. I was I was trying to guess whose house they were at. That was yeah. wrong. Yeah. yeah, and I also don't I really don't remember whose house it was. I remember I'm only two sure. people who were there and one person I don't even remember their name. So uh, I mean I must feel like yeah, there's always a small close knit of group uh fanbus people that are just happen to be the area. They just always have kickbacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And to be honest, I, the thing is I don't remember what like led up to this hangout because it, it had to have been like the summer or something after my first year of college. And I think that's still when I would like text people from time to time and like be like, hey, let's catch up or whatever. But I don't think I'd ever. And again, since I was such like a good kid when mm-hmm. I was on like Teen Groove, 
like I didn't drink or anything, but like <laughs> after you have college, all, all that other, went out the window. The other side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that's one that's one uh story. But that was I guess when I was an adult already, so Oh I mean there's plenty of stupid sh- stuff. I mean I I know at HHI, one of the HHIs, I took a picture with Mark while he was taking a shit. <laughs> it's, it's on Facebook. <laughs> It's on Facebook. (laughs) So, yeah, there's a lot of stupid shit. I don't know if I can say it. (laughs) I mean, my whole thing, too, it's like, in this day and age, like, with technology, like, we all have a past, and, like, it's fine. Like, as long as you didn't do anything, like, horrific, I think it's okay. I I mean, like, to to, to kind of, like, on a serious note, like, something like I really don't believe in if like this is like such a weird transition and if anyone needs to hop off, feel free to. Like something I don't agree on is like cancel culture. I know we kind of, I think talked about this like before, before, but I think there's this like, if someone like tweeted something when they were like 13 and now they're like 30, I don't think that's like a reason to go after someone for like what they said or like what their actions are, right? Granted, I think if you're like a 45 year old man and tweeted something and now you're a 55 year old man that's a little different because like i think you're pretty set in your ways but like everyone does stupid shit when they're younger or like you know as long as my whole thing is as long as you've like changed and evolved and you're not like harming anyone then like you're fine you know yeah Yeah, i'm i'm the same with cancel culture it's i think it's uh, i think it, it it has it's moments where it does matter, like what's happening with the dance community right now, mm-hmm. I think is necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't think that's like canceling it though. I think that's just airing that shit out that's been happening for true yeah. for years. I mean, like is yeah. like is the current result, you know, these people being quote unquote canceled? Probably. Like mm. they, you know, they're like people are like dropping them. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think it's like canceling them in a sense. It's yeah, not like, like pulling up something that they did one time and then mm-hmm. judging their character off of that. It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- those are those are things that kind of that bug me. It's it's like, it's because me coming my perspective is like, I consider myself like someone. I don't know how how much you knew what happened to me between 2013 and on. I went to jail, and had to do 52 weeks anger, anger management. All this stuff. I was in the court system for a while, so uh, so I I had to prove. I really was on a road to redemption to prove to the courts, you know, that I'm not a threat to my family or society. So, so me, and then when people, you know, judge me on my anger or when I feel that judgment, I feel, or when people call things out based off how, what I did before it hurts. Cause I was like, I, cause I know the amount of work I did to get right. to where I am. Yeah. So, but that's, you know, at the same time, like we can't people's judgments, and their projections are out of our control. I, mean, I do feel I do feel like cancel culture is necessary, I mean, especially with the whole with, you know, Me Too movement necessary, yeah. Weinstein necessary. What's happening now? I feel, I feel like it's just with the dance community. I think it's just a first. I don't think the canceling, but it's airing out like what you said, Max. Yeah. But it's yeah. very necessary to, like, I think cancel culture has given us, I guess the a lot of people the bravery to speak out more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, on the you know you know. I, there's always like a, the bad and the good and the good and the bad. Uh, like there's the other people that just like call things out because they're offended. And that's where yeah. it's like, that's where I think it undermines the purpose right. of cancel culture. I, I think a big thing too, though, is just like intent, I guess. Cause like going back to the example of 
like what's happening in the dance community I feel like a lot of I'd say primarily like women who are speaking out right are more so I think trying to like heal from things that have happened to them and I think like they're not again like going like their intent isn't to go after one person and like tarnish their reputation or like whatever I mean maybe part of the healing process is getting some form of justice and I think Mm -hmm. that's totally fine but I think it's very different when you like when your intent is to like bring someone down for like the sake of doing it or like jumping on a bandwagon Mm -hmm. which is very very different than like again going back to like the me too movement right I think that's such a like that's just changed our our whole perception on like the way like you know women primarily are treat you know treated which I think is this is like something really really tiny but something that I didn't know until I was maybe like 20 is that women in pants typically don't have pockets like or, or, or they don't they don't have like usable pockets right yeah, yeah. And, and, and I remember growing up like and I'll connect this like I remember growing up like if I'd go to like the movies and I'd had like friends who were girls they'd ask me to put things in my pockets like yeah put it in your pocket yeah. and, like, and, and you're and like never, why yeah. you're like because I, I never, don't have any and I never got it I was like put it in your like you have a purse which makes me now realize yeah women have purses or something else because they don't have functional pockets but that's something that as a guy you don't think about or you don't know because all of our lives we have fucking pockets right yeah like i know that i know that sounds really really tiny but i think like in that same like thinking it's like you know you don't you don't know that until you have that conversation. Yeah. Which I found this out through like a BuzzFeed video. So shout out to BuzzFeed. <laughs> well, well, like, for me, it was like, yeah, like I didn't realize like my male privilege of like being safe to walk outside at night mm-hmm. or not, uh, or being safe to walk in a parking lot alone until I had those conversations of like these, you know, other families members and uh, even with Max, like the, the, the things that they have to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, didn't we like have like a brief discussion on this when we were what well, we were going to Vegas and we were looking for hotels and we were a little well, I was a little more broke then and so we were like really on a budget because that was like my first time back in LA since 2007. 2007. <laughs> and that was 2018. So we were like, all right, let's you know go a little big on this trip. So I was like let's go to Vegas. And, you know, like my brother was living there and I have cousins there and family there. So it's totally fine. But since he's going to be there, we're going to stay at a hotel. And, you know, it was like, oh, I don't really say at Circus Circus. It's only 20 bucks. And I texted my brother. I'm like, is Circus Circus okay? He's like, yeah, if you want to get shot. I'm like, okay, never mind. Oh, oh. Circus Circus is all right. I've stayed there <laughs> with Jordan and Steph. <laughs> that was the, the magnet here. <laughs> I'm the magnet for shenanigans. I will pay oh, extra yeah. for uh, my safety. Yeah, and, yeah, I don't I, care if you're there. <laughs> it happens to you me. You don't count. <laughs> don't count. I do. I'll just, I'll just. Will diffuse. I pay? Is like, is it between sixty dollars and safer, and twenty dollars, and then possibly might get shot, jumped, or worse? But yeah, uh, like that's like not something he's thinking. He thinks about. I'm just like, yeah, I'll pay extra to be a little safer. Pay yeah. extra to be closer and like park where there's lights. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely been on my mind about what's been happening with the community, and I have had my thoughts of con- cancel culture. I think Max and I we did a, se- a separate podcast on this actually. Kinda yeah, like, but that was I, like a complete, like you know, completely different people, different thing, and di- different industries. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you know, like and like even now, like I off podcast, I talk to you guys in a certain way, and Ariel, we acknowledge this before, like 
if I spoke the way I spoke to you guys as friends and chums, people and people just heard that that soundbite, they would you would be canceled. I would be canceled. canceled. Yeah, I, there would be like so many things. And the, the the jokes I was saying about when Ashley Genova was supposed to come on and right. Yeah, and that's only because your Twitter I, I, history I will be pulled right the fuck up. No, my Twitter <laughs> history. Wait, oh, that's right. I'm very. I'm my for first of all, my Twitter his my Twitter is suspended, but because <laughs> he's an asshole. Because no, uh, because of Twitter got super strict out like all of a sudden with music copyrighted. Yeah. Oh. So oh. they don't they don't mute. They just suspend. They just you. suspend your account. Oh. I was hoping yeah. for a more juicier story. But... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like what oh. did you? No, I've oh. always been. I've always been aware. At least I think so. Like with what I share on social media, because yeah. People, you know, they're only going to get that small clip of you and they're going to mm-hmm. assume that's your character. Yeah. So I know, like, I don't, I don't think I've ever said anything racist. I, ha- I have said things obnoxious and super arrogant. Like, I look back at my old 2008 Facebook status updates. Mm-hmm. Like, I think one of them was like, lead, follow, or get out of the way. Yeah. Oh, that sounds just like you. <laughs> Even now. <laughs> You're like, uh, was that last week or? I know, like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Did you mean like 2018? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Fuck, I'm not even gonna lie, but yeah, I, I'm particular because I, especially now, one wrong or offensive tweet, you know. Yeah. So that's why, like, I, I even when I edit these things, like. I try to either bleep out names or things I think that are potentially offensive. Mm-hmm. Like, like th- then I take out, sometimes I've taken out like two, three, two, two to three minutes of segments just because I feel like it might be too on the edge of offending people. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is an awkward tea party. What was that? I think I take all my stuff out, right? Yeah, we're just gonna. Hey, we're just gonna That's it. Oh. <laughs> it's actually just Ariel. Yeah, no, it's just, me. <laughs> she's back. <laughs> just her, no one else. So, anything, last words you guys want to share? Thanks for having me on again. Yeah. Uh, for me, yeah, it's same. It's really nice. It's like talking to you guys, reconnecting. Um, super thankful for how you guys have both impacted my life big or small so happy to connect with you guys again it was really a pleasure okay this is almost like an excuse for parents to like hang out with their kids (laughs) 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 except i'm like like broadcasting it but yeah i appreciate you guys you guys have definitely grown up a lot i still like i told ariel and alex i still see you guys as teenagers yeah (laughs) so even though you guys are full-blown adults that i can drink with and not get in trouble by studio managers yeah uh, (laughs) uh, definitely we are drinking when you guys are when everything is gone we're so from 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 pandemic to pan drinking (laughs) you said that i hope ashley comes on next time because i do have a couple of good stories yeah so like if you guys are if you guys are are down to do a part three okay because i'm i'm i've been on a bender of having my people who knew me in a quote-unquote past life <laughs> to share their stories like tomorrow I'm, ha- I'm having two friends of mine uh, who were all who were like for an ex is member i think you might have met him ariel his name is martin he's a dj martin gaffney he's a dj but yeah i think we're you know that gave you that sweater the what the flowery one the sweater no i don't think so but yeah like we're going to be talking tomorrow about uh, my our college years of when I was a pickup artist. 
<laughs> like try and learn how to pick up chicks and now from going socially awkward to completely douchey <laughs> so it's like, so it's, maxine's in for one hell of an episode and i'm expecting a lot of eye rolls and judgment <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you guys are down once i want i'm probably gonna try to reach out to jaslyn maybe like slowly yeah. bring slowly bring the the team back together on a podcast <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. I'm gonna just reach out. Awesome. So I'm gonna reach out to Mark. Hopefully he gets back to me on that. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you just show up at his place and be like, open the door. <laughs> so that is it, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys like it, make sure you hit like, subscribe, share this with friends who you think might enjoy it. Uh, make sure to give Nelson or not waste their time it's okay you know yeah it's 2020 <laughs> fuck their lives up anyways so <laughs> make sure to give nelson a follow and ariel a, fo- a follow if she accepts nah, your request nah. yeah, she, she won't you know, yeah no so <laughs> don't even post it so don't don't even you know just you know just just look at the handle and pass that's it <laughs> <laughs> so that's it hope you guys enjoyed i'll make sure to register to vote black lives matter and uh, yeah do the right thing 2020 is crazy but That doesn't mean you have to be. So we'll see you guys in the next episode. Love you guys. Peace. Bye. uh, Bye. 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 Bye.